Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, we're exiting Brawloween. And we're going to space. We're going to space, just like all great franchises do. <laughs> this week's movie, Jason X. Mm-hmm. And if you're hearing this, it means, well, it's at least Halloween. It might be after Halloween, but... Jeff, you know why they call it Jason X? Uh, because he does a lot of ecstasy. No, because Jason A and Jason O were considered too heteronormative. No, that's the wrong word. <laughs> Damn it. We are 90 seconds into this thing. You already blew a joke, Joe. I blew Joe. the joke. What, what's the right word I'm looking for? Gender normative. That's Gender the one. Damn yes. it. Come and on, Joe. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm All exhausted. Right, let's try this Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, we're finishing Brawloween this week. It is our stroll through horror action movies for October. And um, before we get into Jason X, uh, Joe, you want to talk a little bit about Norris November? Yeah, I can't remember the order of the films, though. We're going into Norris November next month, guys. Get excited. We are now Norris fanatics. What what do you call them? Norris... Norris sites, Norris heads. Um the acolytes of the Norris town cult. Sure. <laughs> That's like Jim Jones in Jonestown. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is we're going to commit ritual suicide at the end of the month. Yes. So uh, we are going to watch a series of films and I forgot their names already. So take it away, Jeff. <laughs> okay. I got it. Um, so if you heard before, it was originally Nick Cage November, but we watched Hellbound last week and we're enchanted. Mm-hmm. by the beautiful fire red locks of one Charles Norris. His face uh, sprouts. <laughs> that classic term for a beard, face sprouts. <laughs> All right, so we are doing four Chuck Norris movies in Norris-vember. Um, Breaker Breaker, which mm-hmm. is a 1977 movie. Uh, that's a movie we're doing next week. I'll just give a description for that one, and then we'll move on to the other ones. It is... A truck driver searches for his brother who has disappeared in a town run by a corrupt judge. And that's all we we got to work with. All right. Then we have A Force of One, uh, which is a 1979 movie, which Joe and I both immediately agreed to do. Mm -hmm. And normally do these movies in chronological order. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to skip Forest Warrior and we're going to go to Cutter 2005. The movie I described to Joe as what Steven Skull thinks his movies after ticker look like. Yes. <laughs> and then the reason, and you'll understand it when you listen to it, we are doing these out of order is Forest Warrior. 1996 is our Thanksgiving movie for this year. And our, we are homage, giving, our homage to the Native American people. <laughs> that's right. He plays a cowboy in Walker, Texas Ranger, and you'll probably be able to figure out the rest of what Forest Warrior is. I'll give you a hint. He's a spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't give it away. Yeah, but Joe, a little known fact. Yeah. About this week's movie, Jason X. Yes. Did you know that Chuck Norris plays Jason in this movie? No. That's right, because I just made that up. (laughs) No, I knew that was false because Kane Hodder plays Jason in this movie. The man who's played Jason in virtually every movie. They went away from him a little bit in the middle of the franchise, and they went away from him officially in Freddy versus Jason, which is a big uh, falling out for him in the franchise. 
Now, Joe, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I did not watch all the Friday the 13th movies. Yes. Would you is, like me to explain them to you? But wait, hold on. We'll get into that for in a second. Is Jason always this chunky? Ah, good he question. He's a little bit of a chunky boy in this one. He's a bit of a chunker in this one. He's not always been this chunky. Okay. Uh, he was very chunky in Jason Goes to Hell, which I believe is the, yes, the ninth one. The one that yeah, came right this, this. this one starts in hell. The opening credit. Oh, yes. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah, hell, and then it becomes Jason's brain. But yeah, so I figure Jason Goes to Hell is nine. Yes, it is nine. Um, although that has a very confusing ending where Freddy's hand comes up and grabs the mask because, but that all kind of factors into this. So I would like to give a little brief explanation of how this movie got made. Uh, I will give what the financial. What is this? How did this get made, Joe? Yeah, no, <laughs> we're not going to spend that long. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give the financials and then I'm going to explain why this movie exists. So Jason X made in, actually it was released in 2002. It was made in 1998. Wait, whoa, whoa, it was made in 98? Yeah, it sat on the shelf for four years. I thought it was made in 2000. Wow. Oh, no, maybe it was made in two, No, you're right. It was made in 2000. Oh, okay. It's okay. on the shelf for two years. But anyway, it was directed by Jim Isaac, who was a newcomer to the franchise. Budget for it was 14 mil, if you can believe that. Made 16.9 mil, so actually turned a profit. Yeah, I think most of that money went into the sweet, sweet CGI. 100%. Um, and I believe... Uh, yeah, so so basically, this was not ever supposed to be made. This was supposed to be... I believe it, if I saw the movie. movie. Right. The next movie that was supposed to be made after Jason Goes to Hell, because the ending shows Freddy's hand coming up from the dirt, grabbing Jason's mask, dragging it to hell. supposed to be a face-off between Freddy and Jason, which is based off of, like, fan fiction and stuff like that, where they fight each other. Some sort so, of Freddy versus Jason? So they eventually made that movie, as you know, years yeah. later. But there's all sorts of like it was held up in production because neither studio wanted to surrender the rights to oh, okay. Jason Freddy. So they couldn't make the movie, even though they were like, I believe they were both in New Line Cinema. So like the CEO of New Line Cinema could have said, look, we're just both. Screw you guys. Like we're, we're both going to we're going to use both. There is a problem with this one. Do you know why this one is called Jason X and it doesn't say Friday the 13th in it? Because they didn't have the rights to say Friday the 13th anymore. Yeah, so I wonder 100%. if it was that, that that situation. Yes, you know, you're 100% right about that. So um, uh, it was that situation. Um, it ended up basically being made as like an, a spinoff type film. But then they were able to get enough of the people back. Like Kane Hodder was pissed at the franchise, so he came back for this. Um, I think they got... Uh, some of the writer or no, they got the original producer to come in and give some like, I don't know, permission to do some stuff. But um, okay. anyway, this, this is basically the brainchild of some people who are just like, how are we going to retain the right? How are we going to keep the momentum going? <laughs> By the way, did not do a good job. <laughs> the momentum had died. No, I mean, like as someone who's seen all the movies, like this franchise was never good. Like that's just a hot take, but never, it was never good. But, um, they basically wanted to keep this franchise going and like keep the momentum going. So they make this piece of shit. And this piece of shit is something to behold. 
It is something to behold. <laughs> that is that is definitely true. I don't know if that means that that definitely doesn't mean that it's good. It just no. means it is certainly. I mean, it is a little distasteful. They did a 9/11 in it. Um, <laughs> the 9/11. <laughs> they did do a 9/11, but um, yeah. Uh, Joe. Jeff, what's the Roman numeral that comes between nine and eleven? Oh my God! Bet your ass. Is this a CIA psyop? They had to shelve it because it would be too blatant. It, it gives away too too much information about what really happened. The real story of of the the flights on on nine eleven was Jason hijacked them. Mm-hmm. Joe, I'll believe it. The nanobots helped him. I believe it. All right, Joe. Let's so, talk. Yeah. Jason. You want to you want to dive in the movie or do you want a quick brief breakdown of the history of Jason? I would like a history of Jason because I did ask you the question. I would like to know how old was Jay? How old is Jason? Great question, Jeff. He and it's very controversial. <laughs> so he's been a lot of different ages at many different times. How in is the- this controversial? I mean, Star Wars fans argue about everything. Nobody's like, no, Han Solo is forty three. <laughs> he's not forty two. Jeff, it's controversial in the first movie. In the very first movie, as you know, he's not the primary killer. His mother is. That's a little mm-hmm. bit of Friday the 13th trivia that I think most people know. Um, but That's his mother is... Her name's Midge Voorhees? Midge, yes. <laughs> um, so his mother ends up being the killer. She's driven crazy because she had a deformed kid who uh, was also, I guess, mentally handicapped. And he swam into the lake... She's the cook at this place called Camp Crystal Lake. And her kid swims into the lake and the counselors don't see it because they're they're fucking basically. And they decide. Um, well, no, he he ends up drowning. So like, um, that then they're just like, oops. And the mom comes <laughs> out and she's like really mad. She swears vengeance. But then she disappears for like 30 years. And then she comes back. And uh, wreaks havoc on these new counselors that are trying to open up the camp there. Okay. So that's that's what leads us into the original Friday the 13th. But then, to answer your age question, in the next film, he's a fully grown man. And there's less than a year has passed. <laughs> so he's a small child at the end of the movie. Oh, well, that's the most... Okay, I didn't explain that. He's a small child when he died 30 years ago. But then the yeah. lake preserved him. And then he's a zombie child at the end of Friday the 13th. Spoiler. And then in Friday 2, he is a fully grown man. <laughs> okay, so he's got some accelerated growth going on here. Yeah, and he has a bag over his head. And then in the third one, he gets the hockey mask. And it's all history from there. Now, there's a lot of other characters like Tommy Jarvis and some other people. They don't matter. The point Wait, is... Tommy Jarvis? <laughs> there's a man named Tommy Jarvis... Who kills him when he's a kid, played by a young, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? That drug addict from the 90s, that child Char- star. Charlie Sheen? No, no, he's like Charlie Sheen, but more of a druggie. Oh, hold on, let me look Feldman, up. Corey Feldman. Oh, Corey Feldman. Young Corey Feldman kills Jason when he's like eight or ten or something. And then he uh, grows up to be an old man who is constantly, not an old man, but like a man in his 20s, who's constantly going around hunting Jason for, like, the next five films. The point is, he never ages for the next 30 years. (laughs) He's the same age. He's just a corpse, fully grown man corpse, walking around with a machete. So that's the history of Jason. 
until you get to the beginning of this film. Where he's in hell. Oh, he ends up going to hell because they stab him with a knife. And then he gets dragged to hell. That's in nine. <laughs> so now All he's right. Thanks hell. for listening, everybody. <laughs> now he's in hell, and we open Jason X with a CGI hellscape, both figuratively and literally. Oh, God. The CGI in this movie is... Horrific. It's amazing, Joe. When they this, cut off when they cut off their head, the guy's head, Dallas's head, I was like, did they really cut off the guy's head for this movie? Because it looks so realistic. Super real. Well, there's Dallas's head. Then they also take off uh, KM's head. That's that true. KM is just a, a modern mir- miracle of computer graphics. Just yeah, <laughs> amazing. A woman. There's one point where he basically has her in a headlock. Yeah, I wrote that down. There's more than one time where they. Or so he's we'll get there, but he's supposed to be holding KM's head and um he's the the way it's filmed, you can tell he just has her in a headlock and she's just at some awkward her body's end. off screen. Yeah. Um anywho, we open on this hellscape. The hellscape is in a person's eye that it's Jason. The person gets his uh Jason gets his blood drawn. He gets operated on through his eyeball. Through his eyeball. And yeah. then he gets chained up by a doctor. Um a random doctor. Location. We get military Crystal. tech. <laughs> military techs. That's how you know it's an action movie. Yeah. Crystal Lake Research Facility. So they have turned an old camp, children's camp, mm-hmm. into a research facility yep. funded by the government. Uh-huh. Where is Camp Crystal Lake? Do they ever establish a state for it? I don't believe they do. It's somewhere in the Pines. Um, Maybe Jersey. We'll say... Uh, Upper New York. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Upper New York or Jersey or something. Okay. Like that. Perfect. Uh, subject is Jason Voorhees. He's the bad guy. He is the bad guy and the star of the show. Uh, the status, his status, is awaiting cryogenic suspension. Uh, Joe, you are correct. It is New Jersey. Hey, no shit. That's where it was filmed. It must be. They must have shot it in like in the pines. In yeah. um, yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. That was a cool guess. I'm a cool guy. Uh, security <laughs> guard <laughs> throws a blanket over Jason because he's sick of looking at him. Yeah. I'm sure that works out fine for him. Oh, sure. And then the military and a guy in a suit come to retrieve Jason. And this guy is David Cronenberg. <laughs> I have a few questions for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does this facility exist? Is it, study, just, is it just for Jason? Just for Jason. It's a Jason research facility. So they built a whole facility to study Jason. Correct. What were they doing with Jason while they were building the facility, Joe? Uh, they had him chained up in the back. Okay, so he's been chained up for a while. They knocked him out. Wasn't he, like, kind of sleeping? No. Yeah, he had a sedative. Right. They show, so they, show, they don't explain it, but they show a tube going into his head. That's mm. a sedative that they have running through him. Basically a muscle paralyzer that they have to have constantly running through him because he regenerates and, and undoes it. But it's like a muscle paralysis thing. So this so is, when he puts the bag over him, he, when he puts the blanket mm. over him, he knocks that out. And that's why he gets killed by Jason. Oh, are you making this up? No, it's something I read. Oh, Maybe okay. somebody else made it up. I don't know. I think it's from like a novelization or something. You know how there used to be novelizations of every movie? Yeah, it's an adaptation of Shakespeare. 
Yeah, it's uh, King Lear. King Lear starts exactly like this. Yeah. Um, um, other questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Do they do anything else there? Uh, I, I got the sense that they're, like, trying to somehow research and then use Jason's regenerative abilities. Because, as you know, Jason can get shot and stabbed and drowned and exploded. But he always comes back. Yeah, but, like, <clears throat> okay. Why does Jason still get to wear his mask? Because he's heinous under there. And <laughs> we find that out in this movie. That's for everybody else's benefit. Also, by the way, that's just, like, a, tr- a standard thing in Friday the 13th movies. Because, like, I don't know if you were, remember being a kid. Actually, this is probably before we were, like, this is before our time. But, like, the generation above us, maybe your brother's generation. There's this thing that where like kids would be like, hey, the new Friday the 13th movie's out. I hear you see his face. Oh, it was like the like uh, the code you put in to make uh, Laura Croft naked in Tomb Raider. It was a it was a kid's like uh, mythical goblet. Yeah, except every movie they show his face. So it's like a weird kind of like thing that they were telling themselves on the playground. They're like, yeah, you see his face finally. It's like, no, we've seen his face. He's deformed. Several times. Okay. Several times. All right. Those are all the questions I have. Okay. Um, So David Cronenberg's name is Dr. Werner. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's a woman who tries to stop him, and her name is Rowan. Yeah, played by Alexa Doig. Doig. Doig, one of two women in Andromeda. Ah. Uh, a not very good sci-fi show from the late 90s and early 2000s. The other woman is also in this show or uh-huh. in this movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She comes later. Uh, Dr. Werner explains that Jason's, this is what he says, unique ability to regenerate tissue needs to be studied. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can't be frozen. Because Rowan's like, we want to freeze this guy because he's a psychopath. And Cronenberg's like, we, we want him soft, which, gross. That is the <laughs> grossest way to put that. We want him soft. I don't like that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was an odd way to put it, for sure. Yeah, and where are they taking him? Where do they want to take him? Uh, Washington? Scranton. Scranton. Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of... The Dunder the Mifflin FBI? Paper Company. Oh, they're going to start a little paper company with Jason. Yeah, yeah it's going to be him, Michael Scott... Dwight Schrute is Dwight Schrute. Jason Voorhees, his son. Joe? No, I imagine he is Michael Scott. And like it shows like uh, like he's doing an interview, but he's not talking. And then it kind of like fades or uh, what is that? Focuses on the background. And Pam's like, oh, my God, you killed somebody again. <laughs> and then it flashes to him. And he's like, it's uh, <laughs> like holding the machete. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, he, that's true. He doesn't talk. So he, his talking heads would just be him just like gesturing with the machete. Yeah, he's just doing different moves. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Joe, they securely got Jason in there. He doesn't escape, right? Uh, We don't know yet. Okay. So, Sergeant Marcus and his men have everything under control. That's what we do know. Of course. And that situation will never change. No. So, they enter the room. They pull off the blanket. And, oh, my God, it's the dead security guard, Jeff. <gasps> Joe. The who threw the blanket initially. Well, what's funny is I saw this and I was like, well, Jason's definitely not under there because Jason is so freaking chunky. He's yeah, such a big just... boy that it was and they should have gotten a bigger soldier because this skinny soldier, you're like, well, that's not that's clearly not Jason under there. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a teenager. Um, so Jason appears. He gets shot a million times. 
And then he kills everyone, including impaling Cronenberg and throwing the sergeant through a door, uh, who then tells Rowan to run. Did I mention that Cronenberg, the only way he was going to, did I say this on the podcast? The only way that Cronenberg was going to do this, well, he was going to do the cameo, but then like people who made the film were like, hey, can you give us your crew? And he's like, only if I get killed on screen. And they're like, okay. That's (laughs) fine. No, we didn't talk about that. That was when I was asking you the uh, existential question about Rowan before the before the podcast. Ah, we'll get yeah. we'll get there about Rowan. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll wait till the end, but yeah, we'll um, give her some screen time until we dive into that. But until anyway, we that take her out at the knees. That is why Cronenberg dies in the scene. That is why uh, this movie had some decent special effects people on it through Cronenberg. Uh. And somehow they just, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they certainly weren't doing special effects. No, I, I would have, like, taken out Cronenberg's death scene if I got these special effects back and that was the trade. It was like, uh-uh. Yeah, can we Come do a, switch, uh, a return? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, you're, I'm not going for this. Uh, so then we get Rowan. Rowan is armed with a shotgun, and she lurks through a basement and then tries to hide in the cryogenic freezing chamber room where yeah. the chamber is. Jason enters, gets shot a ton by her, and then uh, she knocks him into the chamber and locks it, and Rowan starts the freezing process. And that's it. Movie over. Duns. Done. They got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. (laughs) Um, He has been compromised to a, what is it? (laughs) He has been caught and compromised to a permanent end. Permanent end. Except he takes his machete, stabs it through the chamber, stabs Rowan. There's nitrogen spraying all over the place. Uh, and she dies, or she doesn't die. She gets frozen while dying. She gets cryo frozen too. And it's the best acting I've seen since Nas. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. She's doing like the little kid death scene where he's like, he got me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and she also dies with her eyes open. Yes, she does. I was waiting for her to close them. <laughs> um, so the whole room goes into lockdown. That's why she doesn't just run out because like the actual chain, the room door closes and she gets locked in. Yeah. And this is uh, in 2010. Just this happens in 2010. Yes. This whole movie takes place in the future. Just so everybody knows. Eight years. So this movie. Well, no. OK, I guess it was made in 2000. But when they were making it, it's 10 years Later, they expected all this shit to exist. A room that okay, so cryo freezing is like it is a, it is a thing that well we don't know if it works because we haven't tried to uncryo freeze anybody, but right. it's a this very complicated process. And in this, it's basically like you get sprayed with a mist and you're like right. cryo frozen because she right. gets accidentally cryo frozen through the hole in the chamber. Right, which would take forever. Like, her feet would start to freeze. Basically, with the amount that was coming out, her extremities would start to freeze, and she'd just die. She would die first. She would yeah. die before she gets cryo-frozen, yeah. And my question is, did the bugs in this room get cryo-frozen too, Joe? Oh, yeah. Brought over we, some... We learned there's spiders in this facility, because when in, the, in 2455, there's spider webs. Flash so, forward to the future. Yep. We got people in goggles and hazmat suits who enter the chamber. And yes, you're right. Spider webs all over the place, yeah. which don't look frozen. No, I want to know. The people need to know. <laughs> the people need to know. Uh, the lead scientist of the crew notes that it's very cold. So that's good. That's how you know he's the leader. 
That's how you know he's a scientist. He's also a scientist. It's like the relative temperature here is lower than the relative temperature here. It's like, Greg, just tell us it's cold, please. But you, but you know he's a male because his midriff is covered. <laughs> That's true. In this movie, if you can't see a belly button, male. All female scientists have their <laughs> midriffs exposed or shoulders exposed. They all dress like 90s teens. Well, yeah, they're especially doctors. Yes. The, the higher up you are, yes. the, lighter, the, <laughs> the more less degrees you have. Yeah. <laughs> the less more degrees you, you have, the less clothing you wear. You get that's, to wear. <laughs> yeah, like if you get a doctorate, that's when you lose the shoulders. Right, right. <laughs> They're like, we'll the, give you a doctorate, but we don't want to respect you. So there's a trade-off here. Yeah, there's a trade-off here. It's still the late 90s. We still have to objectify you. Right. Uh, the stoner says, wow, because we got to have this 90s movie. Why is there a stoner? You gotta have a stoner. <laughs> it's 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 okay. So I thought about it actually. It's like okay. So they're trying to jam the like horror movie tropes into this Ooh. cast, but this cast is supposed to be like competent deep space researchers. Also correct. But they have like stoners, horny teens. Yes. Uh, what else is there? That's doesn't make any sense. Uh, That's what we need to make a Friday the Thirteenth yeah, movie. Stoners and horny teens. Yeah. But it's like wait a second. That uh, why are they on this deep space research vessel and they say that it's a teaching vessel i guess but yeah what is their mission okay it's almost like a field trip yeah what okay i think we find out later i don't want to give too much away but my sense is that they're being financed by this guy but i can't tell what he wants them to go and find because at first it seems like they're like trying to find like new freaks for like a barnum and bailey thing like they're just unfreezing people from the fat past and charging people to look at them which is a very funny concept if you think about it, because it's like, <laughs> look at this person who's just like us. And they're like, you like, like, how does that work? You like show her something? And she's like, I don't I don't I don't know what this is. What is this? Or you like reference an event and they're like, hey, this guy doesn't know about the Glaxnar expansion. Look at this loser. <laughs> right. They don't know about the Microsoft Wars. Yeah, the Microsoft this Wars loser. Yeah. Um, that's actually, but that reminds me of a South Park where they like unfreeze a guy from the early nineties and, and <laughs> they like unfreeze him like three or four years later. And it's just like, they're playing all this music from the early nineties and they're trying to recreate his habitat, like an early nineties room. Oh, I remember so, that one. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. they did it now and I was like, Oh, a guy from the early nineties, huh? What is his uh, defining feature? He thinks South Park is still funny. Hey, Oh, got him. That's me. All right. <laughs> Uh, the lead scientist says, someone want to tell me what that is? And the stoner says, it's like a big kind of frozen storage thing. That's his answer. He's not passing the midterm. (laughs) Dude needs to study. He's bright, but he does, he doesn't apply himself. Or he needs to drop trow, as we find out later. Yeah. Uh, Well, drop trow and get some, uh, kitchen tongs, I guess. Get get some, whatever kind of tongs you can find. (laughs) Uh, the nerd and the robot woman correctly identify the chamber. So they seem to be the, the A students. Although I guess the robot woman's just like a piece of machinery. I was going to say, that's <laughs> really not fair to like tie, like if it grades on a curve, it's like, oh God, I'm in the class with a robot. Like, God damn it. Everything. <laughs> uh, so they fair. Right. <laughs> uh, so they open the chamber, identify frozen jason as a humanoid and then they discuss the history of hockey masks 
Yeah, Joe, why is Jason covered in pee? Pee? Yeah, is he yellow? Yeah, there's like yellow patches, like a frozen stuff covering him. I think it's supposed to be like science liquid, but it just looks like he got pee all over him when he froze. Well, he's a sweaty man. He was probably just sweating like what? He lived in a a lake for like 30 years of his life. So he just sweats like bilge water? Basically, and then that froze on him. Disgusting. Uh, But wait, I thought, hold on, I thought this hockey mask was a 20th century carbon filtration unit, Jeff. Ah, yes, good point. Correct, Jeff. <laughs> that person also not passing this test. It's a hockey mask. It's a mask. Right. Uh, and apparently hockey was outlawed in 2024. Get so on San- it. What? Get on it. Uh, it said, so the San Jose Sharks only have four more seasons to win the cup. Unfortunately for that. Not going to happen. Not happening. Uh, the lead scientist yells at the stoner for not paying attention uh, while the stoner gets his hand stuck on a frozen mug. And this, this, okay, there are some choices made in this movie. Okay, I'm not referring to what the stoner guy did. I'm talking to the stoner guy's name, mm. Azriel. Mm. Azriel. Azriel, who is a bibli- He's a um. Oh God, what is he? He's an angel, he's a, right? He's a fallen angel. Yeah, fallen I angel? think. He, yeah, he's the. I think he's the right hand man of Lucifer. Oh, no shit. He's one of Lucifer's siblings, the Angel of Death. Oh, this is the Lucifer wiki. I don't know if this is... Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. yeah Jeff, but th- I, I have a theory on all of these names, because this is the first one that pops up. Um, and my theory is that the writers of the script just walked into a Qzar and started looking at all the names on the vests. Dude, what Qzar have you gone to that there was a guy named Sinaran? Sonarin? Is there a Sonarin in this? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, the, Sonarin. Yeah, the, the yeah. nerdy guy. Or Waylander. Dude, totally. Qzar used to have, like, names like that. Waylander. Wait, Waylander, hold on. Waylander is just ripping off Wayland Corporation. Which is from what? Alien. Oh, is that Wayland? I think it's Wayland Yutani. Oh. It's just Wayland, yeah, Wayland, Wayland Yutani Corporation. That's the that's the company that owns the Nostromo, or well, at least Jeff, they work for the, yeah. There's a long-standing tradition of Jason movies to rip off better movies because, as you know, the first movie ripped off Psycho and Carrie, actually ripped off Psycho twice in the movie, <laughs> and also Carrie. All right. And a third movie that I cannot remember right now which one it was, um, but another famous one. So, oh, Halloween with the mask. Uh, the so holiday? They, the movie, Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> the movie. Sorry. Uh, so they, yeah, also, when this kid gets his hand stuck on a frozen mug, it's the exact moment in the movie where you're like, oh, this is a joke. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to, this is not a real movie. <laughs> yeah, this, that was the moment where I was like, oh, there's going to be literally zero scary things in this movie. Yeah, this is, like, there's nothing serious here. It's just stripping down. It's it's it reminded me a lot of and we'll get to some more reasons, right? It reminded me of Fast Eight, where there's mm-hmm. like or like let's just cut the pretense, let's just give the people what they want. Like let's just yeah. like you know how Fast Eight starts with a with a a flimsy notion of a uh, or a flimsy reason for a a drag race. Yes. Like they're just like all right, let's just cut to the chase. Let's just give the people what they want. This isn't going to be a serious movie. But at that moment, I was like, okay, nothing in this movie is going to be scary. It's none of this matters. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Considering so they, Jason's final form looks like a children's <laughs> television show character, which we'll get to that. But yeah, I knew this. Movie oh, you have had a specific one in mind? Yeah, dude. Okay, I'm interested. Uh, oh wait, I know. <laughs> I know who you're gonna say. Who am um, I gonna say? Shredder. No. Oh. Wow, Oops. Joe. Okay. We'll get there. Let me put this up in my my screen so I don't forget. Okay. Okay, so they uncover Rowan, who is frozen, and is perfectly preserved, uh, but her cell decomposition is at 25%, so they must revive her quickly before she fully deteriorates. Before she gets either 0 or 100, I don't know how cell how, how this works. Yeah, I'm assuming she's like a quarter of the way thawed. That's what okay. I think. Um, but it could be either way, because I don't think this is real science, Jeff. <laughs> no. Uh. So the stoner knocks the mug on the chamber. Turns out it had a point, Jeff. This isn't some Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's mug, baby. It's Chekhov's mug. So he knocks this mug on the chamber to loosen it from his hand. And this knocks Jason over, and Jason's machete slices the stoner's arm off. Which I laughed out loud at. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I was like, yes. I'm like, this is so stupid. Uh, They give him drugs, and they say he'll be fine. They're like, you'll be fine. (laughs) Don't He's worry like, about it. This isn't even the good stuff, man. He's like, this has no, f- you don't understand. This has no effect on me. Yeah, man. I fried, I fried these receptors. Uh, so they walk through a desert storm back to their ship. Interesting uh, side note. This is the only scene that takes place outside. Or oh, in yeah, any huh. other setting other than the ship. Outs- I mean, besides the research station. Yeah, that's true. But this was done outside, and they just CGI'd the background. So it's just them walking through a street, basically. Perfect. Uh, They walk through the desert, uh, and we get introduced to Cowboy Pilot. And he's kind of a weird guy. He's he's also very horny. Yes. They're like, like, we found a woman. He's like, oh, yeah, a woman. (laughs) Dude, calm down. But he, he, you know, he's like, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> You're a creep. Uh, news gets around about Division 4, who are the scientists, I'm assuming, going into the occupied zone. And one of the soldiers is tired of being their babysitter. I believe this woman is Briggs. Our but first Joe, introduction. I have a question for you. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. If you can't keep track of the names at this point, give it another 10 minutes. (laughs) Dude, they do the – we'll get to the scene that I was like, oh, Joe's got to love this scene. Where the characters just, like, walk in and they're like, that's this person's name. That's this person's name. Yeah, favorite scene of the movie. They knocked (laughs) it out of the park. They didn't even try to pretend to mix in dialogue. They're just like, this is Briggs. This is Gecko. See you guys later. (laughs) Um. So news gets around. Oh, yep. They went to the occupied zone. Uh, Cowboy pilot finds out they have a frozen female on board and springs a chub, which is a red flag. Not <laughs> yes, good. Uh, we meet Crutch, a guy who's literally asleep at the wheel. Hey, got him, Joe. Crutch. Uh, escape pod docks. And Jason and Rowan are moved to separate labs. Yeah. The stoner thinks... Stoner's Azrael thinks he forgot his arm, but slutty scientist hands it to him and calls him a dumbass. You have to be more specific. 
Yes. Which, which slutty scientist? She's the first slutty scientist. I don't know. Um, we don't get her name for a while, but she is, I believe... Is it Janessa or Janessa. Adrienne? Janessa? I think it's Janessa. We don't get to see Adrienne yet. Just name somebody Bob. Please. <laughs> Janessa is the one... Well, we get Lou, but there's oh, Janessa... Yeah, is the one that has her full cleavage and she has mid like, exposed. She has like 80% of a shirt. Like, like She's like a J-Lo Grammy dress. Yes. Like top. <laughs> but has like bars holding it together. Again. Right, just the top. Scientist on a research vessel. And Adrian is the one with shoulderless, uh, shoulderless sweater. Oh, yeah. The one who, uh, let's just say, uh, I got a little hungry for Italian ice, Joe. Ew. <laughs> Um, we'll get to her. So, uh, yes, we find out that Rowan and Jason have been frozen for 4.55 centuries or 455 years in normal speak. <laughs> yeah. 4.55 centuries. I was like, okay. I think that was supposed to establish that she was a robot, but even a robot wouldn't say 4.55 centuries. Yeah. You just program her not to say that. <laughs> like I can pro- program my scale. To go from grams to pounds. That's that's like... But it's the kind of the same thing, yeah. Same same tech. Um, the lead scientist tells Kinza to find Waylander. Again, Stoney. not a name. Not a Wayla- name. Kinza, <laughs> not a name. Waylander, not a name. Stony, Not a name. And Adrian. Okay, that's the name. Uh, so we get these more names. More names are always good. Get them out of the way. Uh, the nerdy guy, we still don't his, have his name yet, though. He wants to check Robot Girl's circuits, but it's not sexual, I think. No, it definitely is. <laughs> he keeps denying it, though. He's like, no, this is, please, I don't have son of fuck this thing. Come on. <laughs> I have another robot for that. Come on. Have some decor. She's like, hey. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. I'm just going to keep going down. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Just be cool. Just be cool. You're not be supposed cool. to know about it. Not supposed to know about it. <laughs> uh, the lead scientist finds Adrian and tells her to do a structural scan on the frozen bodies, along with Stony and Kinsa, who are second years. Mm-hmm. They're second years. Um, she doesn't want to because they're gonna hold her back. But then he's like, "Just do it," and she's like, "Okay." Uh, future female scientists get to wear shoulderless shirts, so they're more um, understanding than my high school was. Joe, Joe, future scientists have to hold their fingers down to uh, their their sides, and if their fingertips are past their shorts, then they can't uh, they can't but, uh, wear but that. The to open science. shoulders is the way around it. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the robot girl's name is KM. And Adrian, no, Janessa, sorry. We find out that the slutty scientist is named Janessa. And then there's Waylander, too. He's the black guy. He's the black guy, yes. Uh, Decrystallization, no, wait, he's the second black guy. There's two black guys in this movie. Oh, there is, yeah, the messenger from 300. He's the black student. The messenger of 300 is, like, the colonel. Yeah, Brodsky. Brodsky. Uh, decrystallization of the cell membranes is 32%, so it's going up. That's why I thought it was at a quarter. Oh, okay, you're right. Now yeah, we're at a third. It's better. Uh, but it's good they gave us an update. Yeah, uh, I was so, worried. So the lead doctor wants Rowan stripped, 
And Waylander eagerly volunteers, but Janessa says, if anyone is helping anyone get naked around here, it's her. Yeah, Waylander is like, my name is Waylander, and I'm here to Faylander? <laughs> Philander. There it is. Philander. Yes. Um, Rowan's diffusion barriers are 17 and stable. Oh, good. It's good, right? <laughs> I love how, like... You can tell there's so many scenes where they're like, how do we transition here? Let's just throw in science jargon. It doesn't yes. make any sense. Future science jargon. Future science. Um, and no one can call us on it because it like literally hasn't even been invented. The science yet. doesn't exist yet. So nerds on a podcast can't be like, oh, well, this science doesn't make sense. Because it could in 2455. Anywho. Uh, yeah, he uh, Waylander doesn't get to strip this girl. So they reattach Stoner's arm with nanobots, which we find out about in this scene. But if he moves in the machine, he'll he'll end up with a shoulder where his elbow should be. I don't really understand how that works. Yeah, that's... I don't... Joe, again, future science. Like, if you move when someone's stitching your fingertip on, you're not going to end up, like, with a penis where your index finger should be. And also, you think about the way the nanobot technology works, you should be able to move. Because it, like, spreads out, and then it grabs the pieces and kind of fuses it together. So if it's reaching out and grabbing, it should be able to... Yeah, I could see if you were moving too much, maybe it doesn't go on the, all the way... Joe, it aligned. rebuilds Jason. That's true. It creates stuff. It creates stuff. It can figure out a moving body to do it. That's true. Um... And apparently it doesn't hurt at all. It's just like totally like. Yeah, Stoner like, Guy is like, like he like jammed his shoulder. He's just kind of like working it out. Yeah, he tests it out with a low five and then he's like, oh shit, I should, probably shouldn't have done that. Um, Which 500 years in the future and high fives still exist? It's a low five. I'm sorry, low fives. Sorry, Joe, low fives. Uh, high five is the one you do first to set up the low five to do the too slow. To do the too slow. Actually, he had done a high five. Yes. And then he was trying to set up the two slow, <laughs> but because of his, his nerves arm, hadn't attached, his nerves hadn't attached yet, so he just gave the guy a low five. It's like, God damn it! Right after that, <laughs> fucking almost had him. Um, so not sure. Yeah, I said not sure how that works. They cut off Rowan's underwear with expert precision. They hold it down and they slice the uh, like the thigh straps. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable to watch. Like, but, I don't know why. It's just though they like, yeah, they like hold down the pressing middle. down on her vagina. <laughs> I guess that's well, it, no, it's that's not. It's like the front. It's not the vagina part. It's like her her crotch, but not. No, dude, <laughs> these are like skimpy panties. These aren't like like shorts, like like shorts panties. I get okay. I get what you're saying. So they're pressing directly on her vagina and then cutting each strap. And then it's uncomfortable. It Either way, it's uncomfortable. It's an unnecessary scene. Yeah. <laughs> so but my question is, is do they then pull it off like a diaper? Yes. <laughs> and they check. Yeah. Make sure yeah. she didn't poo herself. <laughs> Little frozen poops. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Someone made a poopy. You're supposed Someone to made tell boom me. Boom. You're supposed to tell. Um stoner yeah we get the low fives here uh stony and kinsa are super into each other 
Uh, we find that out. And the scientists mock Jason's brain size. But with all their science, have they ever figured out how to murder someone with a sleeping bag? Yeah, I didn't think so. Jason's got that down pat. But, Joe, he may have a small brain, but he's got a massive donger. You fucking bet. Because they are, Kinsa and Stony are into it. <laughs> they are horned up over this corpse. They are totally horned up second years. They're making out, talking about Jason's dong. Adrian dismisses them to go have sex. She's like, go bang and then come back when you're done. <laughs> That's basically what she says. What everyone was thinking, like, just leave. You're not helping. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's like, they're like, like, she says, hey, you know, like, come back when you're done, basically, is what she says. And they're like, really? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, go bang. It's fine. What do I give a shit? <laughs> Why do I care? I just don't want to hear it directly next to me while I'm trying to do science stuff. I'm trying to do science work here. I'm figuring out the size of his dong. I do not need to do anything else over here. She's like has a scale that she keeps like, yeah. No, looking. she animates Jason. She's like, tell me when to stop. And she just separates her hands. She's like, she's like really? And he's like, uh, yes. Okay, no. Okay, no. Keep going. Bring it back a little bit. Uh, you're going to find out. I mean, uh, so they call the nanobots the ants and they actually kind of look like little ants hey, under Joe? the microscope. Got a question for you. Yep. Where are the uncles, Joe? Where are the uncles? They got the ants. Where are the uncles? <laughs> you had to get that in there. <laughs> Joe, my goal is to make this episode three hours long. <laughs> you had to bring this podcast to a screeching halt for the uncles joke. Yep. You probably have it underlined and boxed, like little no. asterisks. <laughs> no, I just thought about it. Actually, I said, bring on the ants, and then I wrote nanobots, and then I wrote, are the bottom third of women's shirts illegal in 2455? <laughs> That's, a good question. That's a better question, really. Um, so Adrian pulls out Jason's eye with tongs for science. Gross. Gross. Also, but it doesn't look like an eye. No, it doesn't, does it? It's like green. It's like a booger. It's like a big booger. It's a big booger, yeah. There's no pupil that you can see. <laughs> it's just a gobba shit. Um, it's, so Rowan wakes up and bitch slaps the lead scientist. That was pretty good. Then asks where, which is the proper response, I think, uh, when you wake up naked in some weird spaceship with a bunch of people around. With somebody staring over you. And a metal blanket. Holding your cut-up underwear. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, then asks where Jason is, and then she recounts how she got frozen. Uh, the year is 2455. This is when we find it out, which is over 400 years. Joe, it's 4.55 centuries, to be exact. Correct. But I like it because they're like, the year is 2455. That's over 400 years. Thank you. They make sure to point it out. Because they're scientists, Jeff. They got to like, be technical they're like it's over 400 years it's the future <laughs> did we mention it's the future <laughs> uh no one's offered rowan clothes yet that's kind of cool <laughs> she's just gonna hang out naked um that's oh, keep in mind, in she's also a scientist <laughs> that's the important thing to realize waylander is trying to convince her that hanging out naked is how it works in the future yeah he just can't like <laughs> he's we just trying to have clothes She's like, but you have clothes. She's like, yeah, I know. It's, it's a cheat We're day. working on that. We're trying. <laughs> uh, lead scientist 
whose name we still don't have, calls Dieter Perez to tell him about... By the way, lead scientist is the most important... He's like the senior member of this whole crew. We do not know his name. He's in charge. Like, he is in charge of the whole thing. He Everybody listens to what he says. Right. Uh, so he also has this connection to Dieter Perez to tell him about specimens mm-hmm. that they've uncovered. Uh, the lead sci- This is where you get the lead scientist's name. His name is Lowe. And Lowe is excited that Rowan is over 400 years old and walking around because that means they can charge people money to come and look at her. No, it doesn't. That's his plan. It doesn't. You could just take – he could take – I don't know. What are the – what are what are the characters' names like? Arthurus. Uh, <laughs> like Arthurus can just go, just be like, I'm 400 years old. It'll be like, no way. <laughs> it's because it's different from being from the future. Well, actually, it's kind of the same because being from the future, you're like, oh, I'm from the future. Let me just make stuff up. But being from the past, you could just pretend to be from the past. Totally. Like I could be like, what is this this box? What is what is happening here? But they would screw it up because uh, somebody would be like, hey, she uh, has an exposed midriff. They were way more conservative 400 that's years true. ago. They could be like, where are you? And you're like, the future. They're like, that's right. Correct. That's right. <laughs> like, whew, I, it was close. They're really dumb in the future. They're halfway right. to idiocracy right now. <laughs> um, Dieter is shitting on this idea because reanimated frozen people is old news. They've Joe, been unfreezing people for years. He says he in no uncertain terms does he dismiss it. Yeah, he's like, how many people are walking around unfrozen? No, Hundreds? he says she's, she's like she's 400 years old. He says, who cares? That's right. <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, he's like, who cares? He literally is just like, and and she he's got low corner because Lowe's like, damn it, I need money. Yeah. But then. <laughs> Then he's like, oh, we've got Jason. Or we've got Voorhees. Yes, Dieter's more interested in the infamous Voorhees, who, under the right buyer, could be worth a fortune. So, Jeff, to recap, Lowe and his science students are scouring the universe, searching for freaks to put on display. And and there's a black market for the corpses of 400-year-old serial killers. That's right. And... Jason Voorhees is especially well known from 400 yes. years ago. Like, like he's like the Holy Grail to these guys. Like, he's like Voorhees. Wait, 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 wait. Voorhees. Yeah. Like you're saying, Jason Voorhees killed 200 people. Number 21 going to Duke. <laughs> right, right. The legend has carried over from Earth One to Earth Two. Yeah, he's interplanetary. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they said, okay, we're only going to get to bring a few things to Earth 2. Earth 1's destroyed. Uh, food, women, and this text explaining the legend of, like, of Jason Voorhees. Maybe it's like a Galaxy Quest situation where the Friday the 13th movies like were passed down, and they started to think that it was a documentary. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like their Adam. Yeah, <laughs> Adam. They're all descended from a serial killer. Even though he kills everyone who had sex. <laughs> who That's had sex true. Movies. Premarital sex, Joe. That's true. If you're married, he's like, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll for, let myself out. It's for procreation. <laughs> Jason comes in. You're like, no, 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 no. And you like hold up a marriage certificate. The ring? You hold yeah, up the, the ring. ring. <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry. sorry. My bad. My, My bad. bad. I killed the dog, but I, I will 
you know, I'll take care of it. What if that's not how Jason talks, though? Maybe he doesn't talk because he's like, sorry, 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 guys, sorry, my bad, my bad. Um, so Janessa wants to talk about her. She comes in after he gets off the phone. She wants to talk about her midterm over and wine. her midriff. Over wine and nipple tongs. Uh, yeah, Joe, no, thank you. No? No. I was I was like, I don't need light BDSM in my Jason movies. We'll get back to it, because first, Adrian slices Jason's mask off. That's shoulders. Um, slices the mask off and calls him ugly. So I guess bullying is cool again in 2044, 4055. Oh, sorry, what year? 2455. 24, I nailed it. I nailed it. Joe, bullying is an essential part of science. It's the yeah, it's part of the scientific in. method in 2455. Yeah. It's like it's hypothesis, a, bullying. It's a section on the MCATs. <laughs> what do you do if you have an especially ugly patient? Bully him. Um, so Low is getting his nipples pinched. We're back to Low. He's getting his nipples pinched. And there's a purple nighty and... I cannot do this scene justice. You just got to go watch it for yourselves. It's the hottest scene in film. But suffice to say, Janessa passes her midterm. Yep. Her midterm is twisting his nipples, I guess. Does it perfectly. Executes it perfectly. Uh, Jason's bleeding all over the floor, which is rude. Nerdy guy. But it's like green. It is. But it's to indicate he's coming alive. Yeah. But when they show later on his blood, it's not green. Is it red later on? Yeah. He's sliming. He's just sliming, Joe. He's got a slime. When a dude's got a slime, he's got a slime. Yeah, man. No lady's going to stop me from sliming. That's right. <laughs> I slimed long before I met her. When I want, where I want. Dudes, <laughs> dudes rock, okay? That's Time for sliming. <laughs> Time for sliming. It's just dude talk. This yeah. is dude talk. I know ladies, talk. ladies, you're out there. You're going, what the fuck are they talking about? Slime. It's dude talk. Sliming. Sliming. Talking about sliming. Fast forward. Uh, Jason, no, sorry, nerdy guy. Same is, thing. Yes, is examining KM's, this is a great scene, examining KM's breasts, but her nipples keep falling off. And then pointless boob chatter. They <laughs> Jeff? Is it just me or did her boobs look out of phase? They were completely fake. Yeah, they looked like they were, yeah, like out of, like they were like holographic. They were a cover. They just put like a prosthetic over her, like mannequin boobs. And they attached little nipples. And I found out how they did this stunt. They just yanked, they're attached to wires and they yanked down. Joe, don't give, don't give away the secrets of movie making. In case any of you amateur movie makers want to do a scene where a woman's nipples fall off, that's how it's done. Fishing wire. Fishing wire. All fishing wire. Uh, then there's the pointless boob chatter. They talk about boobs. She's like, I want boobs. Uh, yeah. Janessa has boobs. She's like, well, she's a real girl. And she's like, oh, it's kind of a Pinocchio story going on. Yeah. Except uh, uh, nerdy guy is, is the one that's looking to grow here. There you go. <laughs> Can we talk about how bad at science this woman is? Adrienne, I think it is. or Jen, I don't know. She's just like, like 
No, she's just, just like doing microscope ra- to microscope. She's just doing random things. Like she cut off Jason's mask and is like, Ugh, and just like and she, she didn't just back. put it back on. She like jammed it back on. And then she's just like drawing random things. Is like she's she's like taking his eyeball, putting it in liquid nitrogen. Like what is? Oh yeah, what she is she throws doing? the eyeball. She's she's like walking back and forth from like microscope to microscope, going like I don't know how to turn any of these on. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Like maybe I like, need second years. I'm just gonna kill time till the second years come together, and then they'll come help me. Be like, uh, here's a test. Show me how this works. Also explain it to me. Show me. Also do everything. Yeah. It's a test to see if you know how to do it. You know how. Uh, Kins and Stoney are banging though, so they can't come help her. Uh, Jason awakes, but they're banging really softly. Like there's like. Yeah. And he's like licking her belly button for a yeah, long like time. Yeah, like there's R&B going on. He like trails down to her belly button with his tongue, does a little like scoop. It's vile. <laughs> and she's into it. She's like, oh yeah. Oh, he goes to like bite her underwear, and then she's like, ah, like, that's like enough. <laughs> the scene is disturbing. Kins is a nut. Uh. Jason awakes to the sound of Kinsa orgasming from this underwear biting. Of course. Or no, actually, no, they're banging full on at this point. And then Jason wakes up and he tosses Adrian around the room, but no one can hear her because it's soundproof. He yanks her shirt. Did you notice this? He yanks, it, like, yanks it up. He, he almost po- under boob. Yeah, he almost pops him out. She's like, I ain't doing full boob. That was way too well coordinated because those things would have flopped down. In a real stunt. But they, she's like, I'll do underboob. That's it. You can just tell. Like she had an onset argument. Yeah. Uh, then he freezes her face. This is, by the way, one of the most infamous kills coming up in Jason lore. He takes her head, plunges it into a sink full of liquid nitrogen. Seems unsafe. Why is that happening? <laughs> Why is that around? Freezes her face, pulls it up smashes it into the countertop. And that's when I got hungry for Italian ice. <laughs> Gross. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of a cool scene. Uh, no more shoulderless shirts for the rest of the movie. Requiem Scott and Pache to Dr. whatever the hell her name is. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian! Adrian! Wait, what did you just say? Requiem Scott and Pache? Yeah, what is that? That's rest in peace. That's R.I.P. Oh, okay. In what language? Uh, Latin. Latin? Yeah. Dude, somebody's clearly never played Assassin's Creed 2. Bet your ass. When <laughs> you kill played the, a lot of things. When you kill the bosses, because it, it takes place in uh, um, uh, Renaissance Italy. Oh, Renaissance. I thought it was... Oh, no, that's... I'm thinking of Gods of whatever. No, no, yeah, Gods of War. No, and it takes place in Renaissance Italy, and when you kill bosses, there's a little scene before you assassinate them, and you talk to them, and you go, Requiescat and Pache, and then you... (laughs) Then you give them the kill blow. I like it. Yeah, and that's just seeped into my Requiescat and Pache. You you know, you almost had... You almost gave this podcast a little bit of culture, and then you mentioned you learned it from a video game. (laughs) Joe, I meant I learned it from Shakespeare. There you go. <laughs> Did we mention? We forgot to mention Joe. We have a special mm-hmm. treat for the people uh, during this episode. We do. Yeah, it's an interview with a movie star. 
The star of Jolted 2. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Look it up on Amazon, Jolted 2. No, 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 no. Anyway, Jason finds a bone saw that looks like a cool new age machete. Yes. He, it looks like a space machete. And it's got speed space. holes. It's got holes, yes. It's got re- wind resistance holes. Uh, Lowe brings Rowan some food, tells her they're headed for Earth 2 because Earth 1 is dead yes earth two electric boogaloo earth two electric boogaloo uh jason is stalking the halls oh we forgot to mention when he grabs the machete the the space machete the... yeah by the way i a little bit of trivia that is actually kiki ki ma 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 everyone thinks it's chi 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 ha 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 it's kiki ki ma 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 uh, which is the guy who did the music, who did the music for this. I think his name's Manfredi or something. He played it when the killer in the first one, who's the mom, is walking around POV killing people. And they want he took the first letters of kill mommy. Ah. He wanted to be Jason talking to her as she was stalking these kids. Oh, okay. So it's Jason saying kill mommy. But it's echoing through her head. So that's why it's... Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. kind of echoing into her brain. Although it doesn't sound like ki-ki-ki-mama. It does sound like chi-chi-chi-ha. Because they, they distorted it so much. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, they extorted it. They're like, hey, it'd be a real shame if we put this in the movie, huh? <laughs> um, Rowan tells Lo that she was a project leader at Crystal Lake Research studying Jason Voorhees. That was her mm-hmm. job. Uh, Low plays dumb, says Jason Voorhees, and I'm not sure what the con is. Yeah, he could know who Jason Voorhees is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not but a problem. He could even weird. make up space technology. He could be like, oh yeah, we tested his DNA and it was it was a match for Jason Voorhees. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but like, he's apparently, the, the guy wants to make money off of this body now, and he's not yeah. going to tell anybody on board about it, because apparently it'll, it'll bring a fortune. So I think that's what this is referring to, but I still don't get the con. Like, why can't he just be like, oh, yeah, Jason Voorhees? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Rowan says they tried to kill him a bunch of times, but eventually decided to just freeze him. But then rich people wanted him. And then she woke up here. Yeah. And so this is I had the mm -hmm, sort of the same question I have about the scepter in Hellbound. Okay. Which is why not just put Jason somewhere where nobody can get to him? Well, that was her plan. She's like, we're gonna freeze him and then we're gonna like cave this whole place in. Well, it was 2000 or it was 2010. They could have just put him on a rocket. But he's too valuable. Rich people, they want to like use him. I can't. Who did the what did the first guy want to do? Oh, he wanted to study his regeneration. Yeah, he the that's what Cronenberg wanted to do was study his regenerative effects, but. And I then don't, this other creep just wants to sell him on the market. Yeah. To what? It's a serial killer. You think he's not going to serial kill? Like, what's what's the plan here? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't understand this market. We need a sequel, Jeff. Jason X2. Jeff, funny story. They've made a bunch of spinoff films of Jason X. Jason X itself is a franchise. What? Yes. No. There's, like, multiple films. Spin off. No. Correct. No. Jason, no. 
Yes. No. Jason X is a standalone. No. Nope. Look it up. Uh, and I will move on. I think those are supposed to be alien specimens in Nerd Guy's lab. No, they're uh, the the mermaidians. The mermaidians. <laughs> and we find out that Nerd Guy's name is Sunaran. Finally, this guy that's been in the movie this whole time. We get his name, Sunaran. I wish I didn't. No, you don't like his name, Sunaran. Nobody in this name has a good. Nobody in this movie has a good name. The only <laughs> normal names in this movie are Lou and Jason. He sounds like a company that makes dried noodles. He does. Yes, you are. <laughs> like it, you would go to like uh, like Mitsua or Ranch Ninety Nine, and there would be like Sunar and brand stuff everywhere. Like it would be like they're like Kirkland. Yeah, it's all quick make, easy make. Add hot water, and it becomes something. Yeah, Sunaran. Sunaran. Uh, is Janessa trans? If not, this joke makes no sense because he's like, uh, I would. She's like, I know you want to be with me, Sunaran. And he's like, I would never go for someone with bigger... Does he say bigger balls than me? Yeah, bigger balls than me, which... Nice burn on yourself, dude. (laughs) Self-owned. But also, she might be trans. So, uh, thankfully, they found Rowan some of Janessa's clothes. Because all female scientists must wear revealing clothing in 2045. 24-55, we've established it. Yes, and they all have to be the same size. Very svelte. Very They're small. all skinny. Same body They're all type. skinny. Yeah. They're all the same body type. Their clothes yep. fit perfectly. Uh, Sergeant Brodsky arrives, played by the messenger from 300, Jeff. That's a little right. crossover. little That's unintentional right. crossover. This is badness. This is Jason X. <laughs> and then he throws himself into the pit. <laughs> That's true. He does throw himself into the pit. Uh, Rowan finds out that Jason was brought on board, but Lo who learned nothing from their conversation, assures her that he's dead. So they just had this conversation. He's like, so we shot him. We decapitated him. We exploded him. I mean, she didn't say all these things, but like that's what's occurred over the course of the franchise. Uh, They've drowned him. They've they've done a lot. They burned him. Doesn't matter. They've done a lot, and and you can't kill him. Yeah, he's like, no, he's dead. Don't worry about it. Uh, Rowan says, show me. And then they find dead Adrian. <laughs> yeah. But this was the scene, Joe, that I said that you loved because they were like, oh, this is Sunaran. This is Janessa. And then like Sergeant Brodsky walks in and he's like, this is Sergeant Brodsky. This is also and then, Brodsky. And then, and then KM14 walks in. They're like, this is KM14. I was like, this is Joe's favorite scene in the whole movie. I was they so happy. down names. Because before that, they're just flinging names out there. And it's like, oh, I can't keep track of it. But then they just line them all up. They said, this is this is this is this. Yeah, they basically put a, a sign around each person's neck with their name on it. I think that's what you're like. I give this movie five out of five stars because I knew everybody's name. Absolutely. That's probably what initially drew me to this movie. Dude, make me a movie. I don't care. Make it like an Oscar caliber movie. But just at the very beginning, you just line them up and slap name tags on them. That's fine. Hello, my name is Sunaran. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Um, Brodsky puts the ship on lockdown and he announces that there's a hostel on board. Cowboy pilot thinks he's talking about the chick. He's like, what the chick? Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. Uh, a hostel for my pants. <laughs> Am I right guy? And there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Yeah. He's just nudging an empty chair next to him. <laughs> yeah. Boys will be boys. 
Am I right? Like the computer systems, like shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Jason kills Stony, not the stoner guy, Stony. Stony, who yeah, who is not the the stoner guy. The guy that was fucking uh, Kinsa. Kinsa, yeah, and he kills him, and he pulls his machete through him, which was pretty cool. It was cool. Did you know originally that was supposed to be? It's almost like I watched a documentary about this right before we almost. Originally, the sliding doors were supposed to like slice through his body, but um, and he got told that and he got really excited, the actor, and then it got down to the end and they were like, yeah, we're running out of time and money here. You're just gonna get machete stabbed. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's just standard machete stab. In and out. We're we're done. Maybe we'll do something cool where he pulls it out the other end, but nothing too fancy. I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, it it was a nice kill. Turned out all right. The grunts are assembling, but Dallas is a no-show. Oh, no. Who's Dallas? We'll find out. Uh, but first, Kinza shows up, and she's crying. And she tells everyone that Stoney's dead. Yeah, and she got a big – we didn't talk, we didn't mention it, but a big blood splatter. Well, just face like, shot. Yeah. yeah, just like he exploded. Like, Stoney just exploded in front of her. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, that was not supposed to happen. And it hits her in the eyes, and that's a real reaction. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> Oh, really? They probably slipped some alcohol in there, like rubbing alcohol. God. Uh, well, yeah, because her face and eyes are red for the rest of the movie. I would not be surprised if they like put cayenne pepper in there or something. Just to mess with her specifically? Yeah. You're like, this chick can't act, but we are going to make sure she looks the part. Uh, Brodsky orders the grunts to obliterate Jason and tells Lowe to take his students to lab one. To go on lockdown. Uh, a grunt and Azrael, the stoner guy, mm-hmm. are killing monsters in a virtual simulation chamber. Jeff, this is early 2000s. The tech so, is great, Joe. So we got to have virtual reality. Remember when that was like they were still trying to figure out what it might be? <laughs> and it was this, apparently. And it was this where they're fighting uh, uh, monsters, simulated monsters. Jason shows up and somehow kills one of the monsters, chops it in half, and then he kills both players. And one of these players is Dallas. So the grunt is Dallas, mm-hmm. I think. They don't ever say it, but it's got to be. Hey, the guy who looks like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, yes. And Joe, guess who wrote this movie? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> the, guy who play, the guy who looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dallas oh, really? wrote this movie. Yeah, he wrote this movie. I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah. So he gave himself a little cameo. He's like, this is going to suck. Might as well throw myself in it. Might as well get some extra cash. Much like the star. Might, might as well. This will be the uh, moment in my career where I pivot to acting. <laughs> Much like the star, writer, and producer of the Smash movie, Jolted 2. <laughs> well, yeah, differing opinions. <laughs> Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, you got to get on it, man. I will, I will. Everyone's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Ryan, Jet, you, everybody. My, my sister. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how Jason's killing these people. Like, how is he killing the monster? And also, I guess that makes more sense than him killing the players. Yeah, so that part I didn't quite understand because it was okay. So it's virtual reality. They're shooting to kill these creatures, which amazing CGI. But then Jason can just machete them. But 
Jason is macheting them in, in the, the sea in the game, which I don't know why Jason doesn't just see them sitting there on the ground. I don't know how he uploads himself. He clearly sees them because he's yeah. now standing over. They end the game. And the severed head guys like I'm out of here. End game. And then, uh, oops, Jason's there and he kills them for real by breaking uh, Azrael's back and then smashing Stone Cold Steve Austin's face in the wall. No, I got it. So what happened was Azrael and Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, entered the room, turned on the simulation, and then just chilled out in what was in the simulation, like a box or something. Mm. And while they were controlling, like they were controlling the avatars in there, which is, I guess, this is a ways. simulation in a simulation. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Well, kind of. I guess kind of. <laughs> So they come into the the holodeck. Let's just call it what it is. It's a holodeck, like on Star Trek. Okay, I didn't know the proper term. Yeah, so it's a holodeck. They go into the holodeck, and then instead of them running around in the holodeck, they are controlling avatars of themselves in the holodeck. Okay. But when Jason comes in, all he sees are the avatars, and he thinks those are the people. Okay. And so then when the simulation shuts off, then he's like, hold on. These are real people. (laughs) And then that's how he knows at the end of the movie that it's a simulation. Because he remember he's uh, he's like, uh oh, I think he saw me. He right. realizes it's there are simulations that happen. Okay, so. so he's learning. Very interesting. He's a smart um, boy. Didn't used to be in the old films, but he does get an upgrade in this film. By the way, uh, the tagline to this movie: "Evil gets an upgrade." Oh, okay. Just like, uh, you know, there was George W. Bush or George Bush and there was George W. Bush, the sequel. George George W. Bush is the upgrade. Yeah, he's the upgrade. George W. Bush, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Uh, Lowe and Brodsky are still arguing over what to do with Jason. Lowe offers Brodsky $500,000 to agree to sedate Jason. Brodsky agrees but then tells his men to blow Jason to hell anyway. And $500,000 does not seem like a lot of money. Especially 24, 50, I was going to say, especially when you count for inflation, it doesn't seem like a whole lot. Yeah, it's got to be like five bucks, maybe. Yeah, he's like, all right, fine, $5. Uh, one of the grunts screams like a girl. Uh, that's what happens there. Uh, a guy working in a lab with miniature biodomes. Thinks his friend Lou is fucking with him, but it's actually Jason. Oh, this is Crutch. Crutch is. Yeah, this is Crutch. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him earlier. Uh, he thinks his friend Lou is fucking with him, but it's actually Jason. But Brodsky comes in just in time to save him and shoots Jason like a billion times. Condor and Briggs pursue Jason. Condor and Briggs. Uh, where the hell is Fen? I think he just got his neck snapped. Yeah. I think uh, Sven is uh, no longer with us. We got Connor or Condor. We got Briggs. We got Connie. Sven. Biggs. Connie, as we call him, Biggs. Svenny ben. boy. Svenny boy. <laughs> all the hits. All the all the cool guys. Uh, Condor shows off some martial arts skills, then gets impaled on a drill, which kind of looks fun. Yeah. So you forgot to mention Jason shows up behind Condor. Yes. Yeah. So oh. he. Yeah, he uh, um, he shows up, and I laughed at the uh, him spinning on the screw. Yeah, it looks kind of fun, right? I laughed <laughs> like, really. 
I laughed out loud. And then um, Jason. It's like you'd be going. You can imagine him going wee. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, couple things in this scene. One, okay, they're walking through hunting Jason. They keep pointing guns at each other. Mm -hmm. Nobody taught these people how to like act like actual soldiers. They're just like (laughs) sweeping guns across each, each other. Right. Two. Another second great second. Oh, they, straight, wait, I'm sorry. They went to Qzar again, and they yeah. just sat in the corner and took notes. <laughs> all the training happens at Qzar. It explains why at one. Candy. Explains why at one point Jason pins one of them down and is just shooting a gun into their chest repeatedly. <laughs> um, so there's that. Then second straight movie with an amazing neck crack. Yes. Amazing neck crack noise. Three, um, Jason looks down and watches him spin, and it reminded me of in Fast Fast Eight in Fate of the Furious when the Rock's like, "Gross!" Like he looks over the edge and is like, huh, "Oh yeah, gross." <laughs> and then they say he's screwed when they they say, "Where's yeah?" So Briggs, Connor, Briggs Condor, says, "Sarge, we found Connie," and no, Condor and Brodsky says, "What's his condition?" Briggs says. He's screwed, which seems no, like an odd time for puns. <laughs> no follow-up. No. Hey, what does that mean? Is he alive? Yeah. It's it's a weird time after you've seen your, your uh, colleague impaled slip in that line. That's how, that's how they uh, they cope. With, but it's with not you. the last. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Gecko gets her throat slit. Not a name. <laughs> Nameless grunt. One of these, <laughs> I love how they they did four of them, and then one of them they're just like, "Fuck it, dude." <laughs> I don't know. His name's uh, who cares? Know. His name's onesie. <laughs> onesie. Uh, yeah. Uh, his name's Soldier Five. Who cares? <laughs> uh, nameless grunt impales Jason on hooks, hangs him from the ceiling. He's the most competent one because he doesn't have a name, I, and then he shoots oh it's like um the uh, uh i was gonna say dungeons and dragons that's not right khaleesi john snow i know the answer i'm just gonna make you a twist stop in the dude game stop. of thrones game of thrones it's like the uh the unsullied they, they has no balls they don't get names so they're better soldiers this guy doesn't get a name so and they don't have balls briefly and he doesn't have balls okay Good to know. Uh, thank you. Janessa takes all the balls for herself. She has she stuff she has them all. That's they they think it's two big balls, but it's actually a lot of small balls. A collection of smaller balls and balloons. Um, balloons. Yeah, she just pops them in there, fills them up. Gross. Uh, Jason. Okay, this nameless grunt impales Jason on hooks, hangs him from the ceiling, and then he shoots his legs for good measure. <laughs> you notice that? Yeah, he then shoots at his uh, calves. I guess so. If Jason pulls himself off, he can't walk. But if I impale a guy on a hook, I'm not like, well, let me make, let me have a contingency plan because this hook won't kill him, but he'll definitely be hobbled by his knees being shot. Like bullet holes in the the knees. Yeah. He doesn't even hit his knees. He hits his like uh, tibia. Yeah, it's like when you get get uh, nut checked and you're like, oh, thank God, he hit the thigh. Right. <laughs> but you pretend. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, you got no, me. You got oh. me. Please don't try again. Break. We take a break. Um, Jason escapes and halves this guy in half. Yes. And then tells Briggs to run as a severed half of a person. 
He's the severed half. <laughs> yeah, he's crawling along the ground, just dragging himself. He has no legs, but he has the energy to, like, radio Briggs and be like, get out of here, Briggs. Yeah, they're like, man, you're not the ha- half the man you used to be. Yeah, yeah, Briggs decides to just shit on him. <laughs> You're like, and you scream like a girl. <laughs> and you're coming up a little short, buddy. Um, Look who came crawling back. Right, right. Let's just do this for the rest of the podcast. Um, Briggs is impaled. Your ideas never have any legs. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's get you up and running. Oh, wait. (laughs) Briggs is impaled, leaving Brodsky as the last man standing. And that was not a pun. (laughs) 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 That works. Jason grabs him through the wall and then stabs him twice. That ought to do it. I like that little scene. That's a good line. Yeah, so Jason grabs Brodsky through, like he just like breaks through drywall. Right. And on a spaceship. That's not Yeah, drywall on a spaceship, first of all. And he stabs Jason with, I don't, or Jason stabs him with, I don't know what. It looks like a Some sort of long knife. It's like a fillet knife. Yeah, it's like a sword, like a a fencing sword. But if it was like an actual weapon. It's a little thicker than a fencing sword. It's like a, it's like a blade, but it's like, you ever see those fillet knives that are kind of long and thin? Yeah, like a poker, like a really long poker. But, but it's yeah, that, yeah, he says it'll take more than a p- poke in the ribs to put down this old dog. So Jason stabs him again. He goes, yeah, that ought to do it. Yeah, that ought to do it. <laughs> that was pretty good. I thought that was fun. Uh, you didn't get it all wrong, makers of this movie. You did some stuff right. Uh, Crutch meets with other scientists, uh, then gets the news that all the grunts are dead. Cowboy and Lowe pilot. does a lot of Lowe does a lot of victim blaming in this scene. Who does? Lowe? Lowe does, yeah. Oh yeah. Lowe is is his leadership skills are lacking. Yeah, he's not good at this. Uh Cowboy Pilot was Lou the whole time. What? Yeah. Joe, Cowboy Pilot. Joe, what is this cruise damn mission? Well, That's... first the spaceship's name is Grendel. Alright, go. <laughs> what is this cruise mission? I don't understand. Jeff, I thought we went over this. Why are they out in space? Jeff, they're looking for freaks from the past to unfreeze and start their own weird future Barnum and Bailey where they present these people who are talentless (laughs) in some sort of traveling show. I don't get it, Joe. Jeff, do you get, uh, well, first of all, cowboy pilot Lou is still talking to himself. Yeah. Oh, Grendel. By the way, Grendel. I Grendel? looked it up because I was like, I know Grendel. I was like, what is that? What is that? What is that? It's the creature in Beowulf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I know. I was like, I know. I was like, that is very familiar. What is that? Yeah, it's the creature in Beowulf, which I don't. I looked into the it's the, the creature came to them. They didn't go to the creature. So it's not Jason. I, I, like, I don't understand why it's called Grendel. Oh, the shove some mythology in there you think this was intentional well they had to have been to pull grendel out of thin air you know it's like but the myth the myth of grendel was or in beowulf grendel would go to their uh uh drinking hall every night and kill and eat somebody but that's not like jason x it's not you know how it works and 
I was yeah. saying they should have gone with a different myth, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. Do you also have uh, some mythology behind the name Tiaran? Is that the other no. ship? Oh, no, I didn't look into that. I think it was like Tiamat? Tiamat, yep. Uh, that is uh, the Norse devil? I would have gone with Buddhist, but yeah, very good. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's still talking to himself, old Lou. Jeff, do you understand that they're arriving at Solaris with a real goat fuck of a situation? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Joe, Jason... Tiamat is the Mesopotamian goddess associated with primordial chaos. Oh, okay. That seems like a weird choice for a safe haven. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like a savior ship. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess Tiamat is the five-headed dragon in Dungeons & Dragons, too, because I googled Tiamat, and there's a lot of pictures... Okay. All right, then. Some of these are sex. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Let's ditch the notes. Hold on a sec, Jeff. You have my attention. <laughs> um, okay. So, the Jason kills Lou. He walks in, kills Lou. We hardly knew ye. He doesn't just kill him, either. We find out he, like... <laughs> rips him apart dismembers him and the spaceship is now unpiloted uh-oh so lou and lo are assuring all the scientists everyone that they will be fine solaris has 60 grunts on standby to kill jason 60 people jeff on standby which i don't think they actually do yeah i think they're bluffing <laughs> yeah and i don't know why he would bluff like that i don't either I don't know why they would ever let him off the ship. Like, why would they just, like, why would they let him dock if they knew Jason was on there? They're like, no, you don't get to come. <laughs> yeah. You, you lit Jason, uh, you unfroze Jason. This is your punishment. This is on you. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh, the ship crashed into Solaris. Oops. And uh, this is what became really tasteless while it sat on the shelf. Wait, what? Well, it sat on the shelf. This is the scene that became very tasteless because they did a 9-11 in the middle of the movie. Oh, this is the 9-11 you're referring to. Yes. Yes, because it was made in 2000, came out in 2002. Uh, and then... Yeah, they originally had a Solaris and a Polaris and the, the Grendel would smash through one and mm -hmm. then into the other. Yeah, and it was weird that they had Lowe go, oh my God, he's going to do a 9-11. <laughs> And also that they would have, like, people, like, jumping out of Solaris. Oh, no. And then floating into space, which All seems right. like a weird choice. Why would you do that? You found the line, Joe. You found the line. Um, so Lowe is the lead scientist, and we know this because he thinks he they just overshot Solaris. Yeah, we just overshot it. We'll just turn around and go back. And then, It actually exploded. Yeah. It reminded me of The Simpsons when he's like, it's just a little airborne. It's just a little airborne. It's still fine. It's still fine. It's gone, Dad. Uh, they've lost their entire port... Okay, hold on. They've lost their entire port pontoon. The internal pressure is stable. The main thrusters are offline, but life support should be okay for a while. Good. And this is when Rowan feels the need to take off her top shirt. <laughs> Did you notice this while they're saying this? I didn't at all. 
so she's she strips the, down a little. Yeah, she's wearing the red, like, uh, like tank top you see in the second half of the movie. But she's wearing some other shirt on top of it. And like halfway through this conversation, she's just like, "I'm just done with this chain <laughs> shirt thing," and it just wears the red shirt for the rest of the movie. While they're like, "Oh my God, thousands of people just died." <laughs> She's like, is it warm in here? I'm a is little. Is it warm. hot in here? What? It's It's a large spring break. I'm here because my dad paid for this. <laughs> yeah, my dad owns a dealership. Yeah. Uh, Kinza is not handling any of this well at all. She's freaking out a little bit. She's yeah. She's the only one with a normal reaction, really. So what the hell is going on? I can't even follow the plot and everything's exploding. Oh, this is when I said, why does Rowan need to exist? <laughs> to, take Every, off, to take off her shirt in this scene. Everything she does could be done by another character. Everything. Everything. She did not need to survive to 2455. This is true. In uh, fact, Jason would be more of a force of nature if she had not survived. You think? Well, yeah. If they cut out the, if they cut out Rowan and they cut out the guy saying, "Oh, I guess that screws up Lowe's motivation." But if he's like Jason Vor, like if they don't know Jason Voorhees, they just uh-huh. only know the stories, then it's different. Not like the, not like having Jason Voorhees case manager, uh, on the screen at all times. You know. You it's know just- what's, you know what's interesting that they could have done, but they didn't, and this they shows up in movie. Yeah. Makes <laughs> it's interesting. Now, um, they in all of the past Friday the Thirteenth movies, or in most of them, uh, they take uh, the woman, like the main woman, takes a sweater that belonged to Jason's mom and puts it on and mm-hmm. pretends to be his mom, and that like calms him down and keeps him from killing. So she could have done that, being like the expert on Jason, but no, she, it doesn't happen. Heads up, seven up. Um, so Jason bursts through a glass wall and everyone scatters. This is why they need, uh, Rowan to guide all the people down the one hallway that they have. Oh yeah, Joe, you actually, you're correct. That's exactly what they needed. (laughs) So everyone runs down this hallway, except for professor Lowe, who offers, he tries to barter with Jason for his life. He offers Jason his machete back in exchange for his life, but that doesn't work. That'll work out well. Hey, killer, would you like two weapons? He's like, hey, guys, he just wanted his machete back. Everything is fine. I'm Come sure the, the guy who killed everybody with the machete will be fine with two machetes. <laughs> two machetes. He I won't. Was, they cancel each other out. I was really hoping when they showed Low, they really missed an opportunity to have Jason cross machete him like a pair of scissors. I bet they had it because they show his decapitated head later on. Yeah. But they just couldn't afford it. I am so convinced they cut so much stuff they planned to do. Because it looked like garbage? Because it looked like shit, and the production studio's like, we've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. But yeah, he had both machetes. I was like, oh, he's going to scissor cut him. Because, Jeff, if you, can you imagine? Because this costs like 14 mil, and then they made like 16.8. Like, to add even one of these things, I bet. Maybe not one of these things, but like some of the things we wanted would have pushed it past that 16.8 month. Yeah, they would have that lost was the difference. Money. Yeah, the difference between a profitable movie and an unprofitable movie. This movie had good accountants that came in way late. Yeah. Um. 
So. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Before Jason breaks through the glass, I would yes. just like to point out their plan to see if Jason's on the others is in the hallway is to poke their head out and have a peek. It is 24. Right, like, why don't you take a peek? It is 24:55, and we are made to believe that they don't have cameras. Right. Hallway cameras. Yes, I have hallway cameras. I can see what my dog is barking at right now. But, on your phone. Yeah, on my phone, but not not in the future, not in 2455. Well, Ronnie, da, George Jetson. Guess who doesn't have hallway cameras? Well, you would get killed by Jason. Uh, Jason. No, he he's already burst through the wall. Uh, Kinza wants to go back to her room because that's where Dead Stony is going to meet up with her. Yeah, Red so flag. She, so she uh, definitely has a firm grasp on reality and what's happening right now. She was the one that told everyone that Stony was dead. No one knew except for her. Yeah. Um, Crutch heads to the bridge to pre-launch the escape shuttle. Rowan finds an oversized novelty shotgun. And swears it's like riding a bike. Jeff, this right, gun man. don't work. No, there's <laughs> no way this gun works. Also, is this the first time they split up? Uh, yes. Because they're all together, and then they just do the thing you're supposed to do in horror movies, which is to split into as many groups as possible. Right. Uh, so initially they just left Professor Lowe behind, but then I believe... They split up so Crutch can go to the bridge to do a pre-launch. They split up a few times because everyone has different tasks. Yeah, so Crutch and Waylander go one way. Yeah. Rowan, the over the comically large shotgun. No, Janessa and Waylander go one way. No, wait. No, that's later. Sorry, you're right. That's Crutch. later, yeah. Crutch and Waylander go to the bridge. Everybody else goes with Rowan and the comically overshot shotgun. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And the nerd guy. And nerd guy. And yeah. the robot? She's a woman. You saw the nipples, Joe. Sure did. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So Janessa asks what a bike is, and someone responds, it's like you. Everyone's had a ride. <laughs> For a second, I thought they said that. I was like, how does that joke even work? No. <laughs> um, KM determines their odds of survival are 12%, because she's obviously never seen a Friday the 13th movie before. But, Joe, she gets all horned up. She does get horned up. Sunaran argues with K&M over the odds. That that increases the horniness. Then he kisses her, which raises the odds to 56%. Then asks if she wants to go for 100. And I think I tried this move on a camping trip, and it did not work. And then Jason found you. And then Jason killed us both. <laughs> and now I'm a ghost that lives in the podcast. Oh, no. I'm just sitting uh, in my room talking to my or my office talking to myself. Correct. <laughs> uh, Kinza sees blood and starts freaking out, but Rowan threatens to snap her neck if she makes another sound. Yeah, Rowan, the heroine. Yes, the, gonna the kill good a guy. person for reacting normally to a psycho. Well, don't they kill a baby in Mash? Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, because the baby was like making noise and they were under attack. I feel like they kill a baby. Was it in that Nam? Yeah. Okay, no, it was say, Korea. It was Korea. Oh, Korea. Shit. I was going to say, it was Nam, man. We all did things we weren't proud of. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Korea was similar. Uh, Janessa tells Rowan not to wreck her pants. That's what's on Janessa's yeah. mind. Don't, don't wreck my pants. Don't poop my pants. Don't poop my pants. I saw it was in your old cryogenic <laughs> diaper. Yeah. 
I don't want it in my pants. Yeah. Please, please be careful. Please be careful with my pants. And Crutch, <laughs> Crutch and Waylander find a dismantled Lou. Crutch swears he's seen worse. We don't know what that means yet, but we'll get there. Crutch is so nonplussed. Apparently it has to do with the Microsoft conflict. We learn later. It comes comes next. But first, Rowan finds Brodsky alive. Okay. Yeah. Then Crutch takes the earpiece from Lou's decapitated head. He's very nonchalant, by the way, in this scene. He's, he's like, just like hey, shaking it. What are you, a rook? And he's like shaking his best friend's head, <laughs> like grabbing the earpiece off and sticking it in. Um, and he says... He, re- he recalls the Microsoft conflict where people were beating each other with their own severed limbs. Joe. Which, which mean, has to do with like pivot tables or something, I'm sure. Yeah, it's got pivot tables, uh, headers, uh, you know, PowerPoint presentations, Star you ever Wipes. you tried to do that shit? I've, I would want to rip my own arm off and beat my friends with it. Yeah, man, pivot tables. Uh, they're the worst. Crutch says, prepare for fuel transfer. Cell six and seven bypass. Janessa says hydraulic lifters. Kinza says pressurized and damped. Whew. I know what all of this means. We got past that. Because now we Waylander. Past that. Oh, Waylander, they split up. They split up again, by the way. They do. Waylander goes to help Rowan move Brodsky. But Brodsky's gone. He's missing. Because apparently, I don't know where fucking rowan was she was right there next to him she turns around so, oh he's gone yeah she uh she's not very smart no her brain's not working so well after 400 years of cryostasis jason sneaks up on crutch with Lowe's severed head <laughs> like a little prank yeah it's <laughs> <He's> like it, <laughs> it reminds me of uh when uh laura dern finds samuel jackson's severed arm in jurassic park <laughs> she sneaks up on Sam Neill with it. No, like it, like she's like sneak, she's like hiding in the power bunker or whatever, and um, like it falls on her, and she's like, oh god, okay, it's you. And then she turns, and his his arm is still on her shoulder, and she's like, ah, ah! that's what but it's like she, with this head, because he's yeah, like, oh, it's Lou. This is the severed Lou. head, and it looks like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, and Crutch is like, oh, low, it's you. Like, he thinks it's low. And then he's like, wait a second, where's your body? That would be a horror. Like, if you showed up next to me with your head like this. Yeah. Mouth agape and, like, eyes wide open. I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, Jeff. That's how I looked at you every night. What? <laughs> together. Oh, we live together. Yes, yes. I stood As over- roommates. <laughs> As roommates. I stood over your bed. And I stared at you, mouth agape. Um... Jason sneaks up on Crutch, yeah, with the severed head. Crutch laughs because he thinks it's his buddy. Then realizes the gravity of the situation. And then realize he goes to give him a high five, which apparently survived into 45, 2044, 2455. Here we go. <laughs> like, where's now. your where's your hand, buddy? <laughs> you know what'd be great is if he knew that it was a severed head. <laughs> He's like, oh, you got me, Jason. Wait, you're going to kill me? <laughs> oh, come on. I laughed at your joke, man. Uh-oh. Did, did, have they offered you your machete back? <laughs> yeah. Did you try that? Uh, this man's an engineer. That's an important thing to remember. Uh, he looks like the guy who runs the comic book shop. Uh, the sounds of Crutch getting electrocuted on a control panel is enough to send Kinza way over the edge. And she freaks out and locks everyone out of the escape pod. Mm-hmm. And everything works out fine. 
Rowan tries talking to Kinza like she's five, but when that doesn't work, she snaps. Uh, Kinza tries to escape without them, but she has the fuel line attached, and uh, she crashes the pod into the ship. And she's fine, right? Everyone's well. She's dead. Everyone inside. Oh, she's dead. She's she's now dead. Oh. Kinza's gone. Joe, Kinza's gone. Kinza's gone. I'm. So, oh, did you not know? <laughs> That's one less stupid name to remember. Is this the first you're hearing of this, Jeff? I'm so sorry. Oh no, Kinza's gone. We were such good friends. We'll have a memorial at the end, <laughs> with in, in the arms of the angels. I was gonna say, I will remember <laughs> you. Uh, Jason arrives to kill Rowan, Waylander, and Janessa, but Sunarin shows up with an upgraded KM. She has S&M clothes on now. Yeah, and this is when I was like, this is Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, this yeah. KM looks so much like Bryce Dallas Howard, it's insane. It's not. It's Lexa Doig and this woman uh, went on to go beyond Andromeda together, a terrible Correct. sci-fi. And she was blonde in Andromeda, so she's yeah. totally different hair. Yeah, but she looks exactly like Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Um, by the way, she uh, stole her whole deal, like her whole attitude and personality in this movie from the Stepford Wives. Oh, I she thought she stole it. I thought she stole it from Space Cases, the robot on Space Cases, the show on Nickelodeon, Joe. Space Space Cases. Never seen that. <laughs> the hit '90s kids shows, Space Cases. If you say it in the microphone, it doesn't make me know it any better. <laughs> Joe, Joe, space cases. Oh, it's space cases. Of course. Space Why didn't you say it originally? Do you know That's who it starred, Joe? What? Do you know who it starred? Uh, one of the Pete's from Pete and Pete. No. Uh. The Black Power Ranger. No. Yep, the original Black Power Ranger. I think his oh. name was Zach. Zach Morris. Zach, Zach Barron, actually. Zach Barron. Hey, a little shout out, Zach, if you're out there listening. He's, um, not. he's not. No, he has better things to do. Sunarin gave her an upload. Get it? Yeah, I said, is this the Matrix or the Mage Sex? Get it? <laughs> the Mate Sex. The Mate Sex. <laughs> Joe, it's a good joke. Oh, it's a killer. So uh, is KM. Yes, Jason throws his, well, first Jason. Jason throws his machete through her. Uh-oh. She's I, down. I, I laughed really hard because I thought that that was a psycho. That's it? Like, that was it. I thought it would be very funny. She plays dead, but then blows him away as he approaches her. Yeah, the old rope-a-dope. Old rope-a-dope. We get lots of kicks, bullets, cartwheels. She very does, important. She does two huge things in this. She does the kill shot where she takes the gun. Mm-hmm. Turns it sideways. She does. She does the sideways shot. She also does the Seagal special. The front uh, kick. Oh, she's flapping her arms around. The, actual, the, the, the mobile Seagal special. The front ah, kick. He loves okay. front kicks, Joe. He does. And he throws, she throws him through, uh, is it a window? Just so, some wall. She like shoots. A wall. Yeah, she like shoots around him and then kicks That's him through right. the wall. Yeah, that ends up being one of the labs. Right. Uh, it's actually the same lab that they keep the nanobots, but we'll get to oh, that later. Joe, I'm uh, sure that's fine. KM gets knocked down, but Brodsky saves her by stabbing Jason in the arm. And she's like, I got this. He's like, okay. Clearly <laughs> he didn't. 
Uh, KM blows off Jason's arm, leg, rib cage, and head. Then impales him with a machete for good measure. Yep. Didn't think to take him out of the nanobot room, though. No. You think the robot would have been on top of that? Somebody at some point should have been like, why don't we just blow him out an airlock? <laughs> We're on a spaceship. Like, this might as well be on a submarine. Well, Jeff, space, Except for at the end. Jeff, turns out that does has no effect. Yeah. <laughs> blow well, him out an airlock. I know. I know. Uh, because the team... First, they use the nanobots to heal Brodsky, who's been yeah. he's been stabbed twice. Yep. Uh, this is two people they've healed with the nanobots that they're setting up for Jason. And again, Rowan does not need to exist. <laughs> That's actually true. Brodsky could have been like the main dude in this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it could have just been Brodsky. We don't need Rowan. Uh, the collision cracked the hull and the ship is losing oxygen. But thankfully, a spacecraft named Tiamat has arrived to save them. They're four parsecs away, or 45 minutes. Thanks. Thanks, space nerds. But they're going to have a core implosion in 30 minutes, Jeff. Everything will be fine. They just have to reverse a, uh, reverse the tachyon pulse. Reverse polarities? A, yeah, use an anti-neutrino beam to uh, strengthen the shielding around the antimatter core. Not that complex. Rowan suggests they just, she's like, hey, why don't we go over here? And <laughs> she just points to the bridge. And they're like, you can't go there. It's attached to the ship. And they're like, well, like, why don't we just blow up the smaller bridges? She's like, you're hired. <laughs> damn um, it, you're good. You're good. Damn, she's good. Uh, they don't teach them like this anymore. <laughs> it will buy them some time, though. It'll get them to that 45-minute mark. So they do call for the ship to still come in. Uh, the system turns on and scans Jason's body. Then the team splits up to set the charges. Everyone's got to split up. Uh, Waylander has the detonator. They're like, hey, you're the black guy. <laughs> you're safe, in, you're safe in, uh, in horror movies. You should be good. You hold the detonator. Um, the nanobots go to work on Jason. Uh-oh. This is where I have some philosophical questions for you, Joe. Okie doke. Because the nanobots rebuild Jason, right? They do. Yes, and we saw through the shotgunning that Jason's brain is gone. He also had a very small one. Correct. So it's probably so, just hidden in the corner. Well, no, it's gone. It got blown off. His head got blown off. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 style. Okay. So the the nanobots rebuild his brain. Yes. So does... Is it predetermined that somebody holding the form of Jason is going to be a killer? Or when the nanobots rebuilt his brain, did they reprogram him to be a killer? Well, Jeff, this is where your uh, lack of theological knowledge is showing. Because your soul does not live in your brain. It lives right here. In your butt? That's right. That's what I'm pointing my fingers in right now. <laughs> it lives in your butt? It lives in your butt, Jeff. Well, she oh, but she shot off the right half of his chest. You're right, so it's not where his heart is. Correct. Yeah, it's in his heart. It's all Jason's driven by heart. Okay, I, I'm just wondering about the essence of man. That's all. He shouldn't I be evil anymore. This, this movie is leading you to some very deep philosophical, life-altering questions. Joe, when we're when we're done with this, I'm just gonna lay in the dark for the rest of the night and just ponder. Stare at the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> holding your head. Uh, also, these nanobots seem to work as they take tissue, or they take from places around the area. 
because and apparently they decide that they don't have enough tissue to make a whole leg and an arm so they pull from the ship you can see them spreading out to the parts oh of the that's ship. what they were doing was they were grabbing metal grabbing oh. metal to make his metal arm and metal leg and metal mask now I understand. Now I get it. Okay. Do you get it now? Is it a good movie yet? Yep. Now it's a good movie. Uh, so the team sets all the charges. That was fast. They look like they're like the remote mines, but more cartoonish. They look, they look kind of like boppets. Yeah, I was gonna say they look like there's this toy that you could get for like uh like it just like vibrated around. It had little nubs sticking out. It looks like half of one of those, like a ball with nubs on it. Or like a Simon type deal. Yeah, it looks like a Katamari, Joe, from the game Katamari Damacy. There you go. Whatever that is. Uh, Metallic Jason arrives on the scene, and KM tries shooting him and kicking him. That doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, she says, by the way, she also says, he's got upgraded. Make sure to get that in. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, a necessary line. Uh, she gets her head knocked off. Oh, she also says Jason X. <laughs> That's right. I wrote the. It's it's Jason X, guys. The name of the movie. But Joe, this is where this is what this is who Jason X looks like. Uh huh. Do you see on the screen? Oh my! Yes. This is more horrifying than Jason X, and this they, is from a children's show. This is Lord Zed from the second season of the po- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's more horrifying than Jason X. He's like a a. Oh my god, he's like um uh, a skinned body. Yeah, and a that's... freaky face. Yeah, so he has the same look as a, a more horrifying version of of right, Jason. Right, because new Jason has the red contacts too. Yeah, and this, this guy, guy has, has red like bug eyes. Visor. No, this is like a red visor over his eyes. Oh yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like bug eyes. But yeah, this is it, so this horror this. This reimagining of Jason as this futuristic horror demon creature, it's not even as horrifying as a show I watched on television before going to the fifth grade or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, in the morning, as a child. Yeah, this is the big reveal that you're supposed to, oh, gasp in the theater. Um, so anyway, Rowan is some, oh, uh, uh, Cam gets her head knocked off. That's important. Rowan is somehow physically strong enough to stop Jason's machete thrust, but gets choked out and, like, held up. I don't know how she stops Jason's down thrust. She just grabs it. Magic. Magic? Magic? I mean, come uh, on. Telekinesis, which Very is good. actually from the seventh one. That's actually from um, Tenacious Friday, D. 13th, 17th, and, yes, Tenacious D. Um... Ju- no, Waylander distracts Jason while the rest escape, including KM's head. Uh, does Brod- she, does she yep. sprout legs and crawl off, Joe? No, no, she's just being oh. tucked away like a like a football. Oh, okay. Uh, uh um, Tsunaran. Tsunaran. Tsunaran is like gripping her tight, like a uh. Like a rookie running back who's fumbled in his first two games. He's really got it. The the was it the two two points? Two points, yeah. Yeah, it's the two points. The the elbow and the and the and the hand. Yep, and up to the shoulder. Uh Brodsky says, What the hell is going on? 
Rowan says, Jason fucking Voorhees. That's what's going on. She said the word, Joe. Language. Yeah, really. Gosh. Language. Uh, Waylander blows the charges, sucking Jason into space. So we're all set, guys. Time to go Hold home. On. Roll credits. Tiamat arrives. But they, Jason. Rowan, wait, hold on. Rowan was like, that's now your ex, Jason. And he goes, no, 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 no. Jason X. As he punches through the hole, the hull. Full credits. Uh, Jason arrives, punches through the whole hole from the outside. And everything starts getting sucked into space through the first, for, through the fist-sized hole. Yep. It's a, it, the, the, the hole stays small. I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, the hole like, doesn't get pulled open anymore. Um, everyone makes it to the door but Janessa. Janessa says, ooh, this sucks on so many levels. <laughs> sucked into space. She gets also, sick. also a weird time to make a pun right before you're going to die. Yeah, before you get Play-Doh fun factory. But this is the scene we were talking about where uh, Sunaran is holding KM just off screen. Yeah. So it's it's KM's head is like in the corner of the screen. And uh, you can clearly see the actress is just like uncomfortably laying just off camera. Yeah, that's when they do the close-ups. When he's actually running around, it's clearly a fake head. Yeah, prosthesis. They like didn't a actually... mannequin head. They didn't even go the full, like, nine yards and really cut off this actress's head. They really have. Right. They could have shot all those scenes afterwards. Yeah. You you make sure you're done with her, and then you chop off her head. Got Jason right there. You just whisper to him. He's like, yo, we need a severed head. Make it happen. Make it happen, buddy. We know you're you're good for it. Uh, Jason tears through the hull, finally, himself. The the, uh, immense vacuum of space is not enough to tear this whole hull anymore. But Jason can just kind of rip through it like construction paper. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's like, you know what? This is really inconvenient for me, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to need to, uh, open this hole up a little bit for you. I'm just going to come in and then he has metal shoes or magnetic shoes or something because he is just walking around normally. Yeah. Everything's getting sucked around, but not Jason. His superpowers include not being constrained by the laws of vacuum physics (laughs) of astrophysics. Uh, Tiamat arrives and connects to the ship, but the door won't open. The exterior motor is out of power. Oh, no. Brodsky's going EVA to jumpstart the motor. Jeff, what's an EVA? Extra vehicular activity. Is that actually what it means? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I think Uh, so. They call it a spacewalk. He's going to go outside into space. Okay. Okay. Yeah, spacewalk. Extravehicular activity. I was correct. Look at you, Mr. Astronaut. Mr. Buzz Aldrin. That's the test to become an astronaut. <laughs> what is EVA? <laughs> All right, you're hired. Also, have you seen Jason X? Because you need to be prepared. We don't know yeah. what's going to happen up there. <clears throat> if you Will you get Play-Doh Fun factory in space? <laughs> what pun Say will no. you use? What pun will you use? <laughs> when you get killed. Uh, Sunaron... And Rowan create a diversion for Jason on the simulation pad. But first, Rowan connects the wrong diode to the terminal, idiot. Yeah, come on, man. Get your act together. For the blue diode, and you're clearly holding the yellow diode. This is ridiculous. I realize nobody would see me throw my pen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it looks like, these diodes? They look like um, 
little mini lightsabers. They look like, yeah, like they look toy like, lightsabers. Like you would get at like a rave, like toys you would get at a rave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so she just has to switch it to a different color and yeah. then it'll work. Well, no, it actually it rotates colors, so she's got to wait for it to be the <laughs> right blue, color. Touch yeah. it and then pull it off before it goes to yellow. Yeah. Otherwise, they lose another part of the ship. Uh, Tiamat's getting antsy because the ship's exploding. Um, so that's a good enough reason to be feeling like the, you got to get out of there. Uh, using KM's severed head, Sunaron recreates a holographic Camp Crystal Lake, complete with horny counselors. Joe, how would they know about Camp Crystal Lake? Jeff, uh, this actually they do explain because he's talking to um, Rowan, who's the expert. He's like, you said you're the expert on on uh, Jason Voorhees, huh? And she's like, yeah. Rowan serves a purpose? Yes. Oh, here it is. This is your moment, Jeff. Finally, Rowan matters. This is your fight song. (laughs) Take Um, back my life song. Yes. So um, prove that I'm all right, song. Whatever the rest of the song is. Another fire left in me. Uh, TM, hey, I just gave us a song for the end of the <laughs> the uh, podcast. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, using Cam's severed head, Sunarn creates a holographic Camp Crystal Lake. You got the horny counselors there. Uh, Rowan's clearly holding the red diode <laughs> this time. Even though Brodsky is specifically, she's got the red diode now. Blowing it. Just he gave her, her one very job. specific extra instructions. Just say you're colorblind, Rowan. Just admit you're colorblind. This is no ticker. There's no multiple steps. Yeah, you got to be more zen, Rowan. You just grab the diode. Um, horny grab counsel- by the diodes. There you go. Horny counselor holographs offer... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, the horny counselor holographs offer jason pot beer and premarital sex but he just wants to kill them in their sleeping bags i thought that was a pretty good nod to like horror movie tropes like i love premarital sex so jeff it's interesting you brought that up because um this movie because it was made in 19 or no 2000 right but they started producing in like 99 they made it like in the post scream era and so they were the producers basically came in and said like look you got to make it more like scream you got to make it like self-referential you got to make it super meta but this movie's got to be the meta jason movie okay well that sucks yeah they didn't do it very well this is like the one scene where they kind of do it yeah with with that in mind that sucks because uh scream movies uh joe spoiler alert they're good i'd recommend them (laughs) it turns out we're not going to be covering them yeah Turns out, yeah, they're they're pretty good movies. <laughs> um, once he's done with the horny counselors, he's killed them both in their sleeping bags. By the way, this is an homage to a kill he does, I believe, in Jason 5 or 6, where he takes somebody with a sleeping bag and smashes them against a tree. Classic. I had to figure that was that was something. I haven't even – I've only seen the first Friday the 13th, but I figured um, it was an homage to something because I have a vague memory of somebody referencing – the sleeping Smashing bag. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but it wasn't that corny. <laughs> the first one, this one, he's like hitting them. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do have the, the background for this. So the original shot was supposed to be he picks up both of these sleeping bags, twirls them around and smacks them against each other over his head. Oh, but okay. again, 
budgetary restraints, realism restraints of how to pull that off. Um, all of that got in the way. And so they were just like, well, we'll just do it this way. And I love watching the documentary. The director's like, I think it turned out okay. And then you they show it on screen, and it's like they're giggling. <laughs> yeah, it, the girls it didn't turn out okay. Yeah, it turned out not okay, as it turns out. It turned out very not okay. Um, Jason continues. Uh, oh, yeah. Once he's done with the horny counselors, Jason continues toward the horny scientists. Why can't, why can't they just make more campers? Yeah, that's very true. Why can't there just be more campers? Generate some more. You'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess they're going to go kill these campers now, too. Yeah, make ten of them. <laughs> just, like, use up his whole night. Um, Rowan finally finds the blue diode, which opens the door. Thank God. You finally. <laughs> she only had a few colors. to. This is the blue one. Dude, just admit, like I said, just admit you're colorblind. It's fine. Right. Yeah, admit you're a dog and we're moving on. Uh, the ship really starts exploding. For real this time. For real. Joe, <laughs> It's. have you ever seen explosions? Picture that. For realsies. Yeah. For real. And it knocks everyone to the ground. Rowan saves Tsunaran, drags him into the uh, save, the escape pod, and then goes back for KM's head. Of course. Uh, Joe, why not? It's a robot, but a robot he loves. A robot who has we've grown fond of, Jeff, I, I would say, over the course of this movie. I'm a fan of her. Jason almost makes it to the door, but Brodsky comes in. It's Brodsky. He's I thought he was dead. He's not dead. He saves them. He hits the, the button, doors close, and they uh, have a stare-off. Have a little bit of a stare-off. I don't think you're going to beat Jason in a stare-off. Well, it doesn't matter because the ship explodes <laughs> and shoots them both into space. Oh, okay. And that's it for them, right? <laughs> well, uh, Tiamat takes off. Grendel explodes, presumably killing both Jason and Brodsky. Uh, Jason, but, big but, Jason is now hurtling through space toward the Tiamat. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's just holding his machete, <laughs> holding ready machete. to go. He's going to stab there. him through the, well, I guess we already established he can't punch through the hole of the ship. He can just reach through the hole and grab these guys. And they're like, That's oh, they know that. They're like, uh-oh. Uh, but Brodsky flies in out of nowhere. Brodsky the, back to the rescue. The physics of this, Joe. Jeff. Brodsky uses his rocket pack, and he flies in and knocks Jason off course. And then they begin to crash into Earth 2's atmosphere. That's right. And they both ignite and become one. That's right. Is that the plot of Jason X2? Yeah, they're merged together. They're merged. But they're but it's it like a... stuck on you, but like yeah, also gonna, killing exa- people. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say it's it's a uh, uh, a mismatch comedy, a real uh, um, what is that? What's the movie? Um, odd couple. Odd couple. Thank you. God, yeah. why did my brain stop working? It's a, it's well, an odd you couple. Watch this movie. That's true. I accidentally bought this movie, so yes, yeah, so you get to watch, watch it right after. You get to whenever listen. I want. <laughs> whenever <laughs> I want, I can watch Jason X. Um, yeah, it's an odd couple, but with murder. You really want to piss off the neighborhood? Put up a big screen and play it to the rest of the children who are trick-or-treating tomorrow. That's right. That'll be the trick. And the treat. That's right. (laughs) Uh, 
Rowan Sunaron and KM enjoy a view of Earth 2 from the spacecraft. Yep, and that's the end of the movie, right? Well, not all contraire. <laughs> oh, God, there's more? Two horny campers witness a shooting star. They make a wish. They kiss. Then they notice it landed in the lake, and they go to check it out. Now the movie's over, right? Jason's metal mass sinks to the bottom of the lake, but Jason is nowhere to be found. Now the movie's over. We get some kiki mamas. <laughs> Finn, Jeff. So this was the movie you were waiting to do. Yep. This movie. This is the one. What do no. you think? It's bad. It is bad. But. But. It's also terrible. It's and it's also meta. Makes you think. One one scene is meta, Joe. Isn't it ironic? Well, actually, I guess two scenes where he grabs the where he gets when he's choosing the the medical implements to kill people with, and he stops on the machete, and he's like, oh. I mean, what that's I just wanted... standard Jason. No, but it's funny because in the documentary, they were really trying to push this it's a meta film thing. And so the scenes they show, one of the scenes they show is where they're backing up. And uh, this is when Janessa is still alive. And they're like, what do we do now? And she's like, now we die. Oh, yeah. Like, OK, great. I guess that's meta. I Joe... mean, that's what I would probably say. <laughs> I just had a great idea for this movie, and I need to know if it would make the movie better or worse. Okay, shoot. If we we just made the movie exactly as it is, but every time Jason was doing stuff, we dubbed over Mr. Bean noises. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like. If we, we remade this movie, and he's just Mr. Bean, but he kills people. And then we speed up every chase scene and put in Benny Hill music. Yes! Joe. <laughs> Joe. Too quick. It's We just made two adjustments, and it made it a, an instantly great movie. Yeah, we can call it, and we'll, let's remake this movie. I, I'm going to be able to have a, a copy of it, because I accidentally bought it. <laughs> so I have a copy of it, and we can call it Jason X, uh, A Line in the Sand. Okay, I was gonna say Jason XI. <laughs> Jason XI. No, that's what she puts in the uh, in the um, in the liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen, yeah. The Jason XI. No, but it's it's Jason X a line in the sand or Jason X Jason X two port of call New Orleans. Jeff, how badly do you want to go back and watch every Jason movie to really solidify this? Just put this in context for for you. So you know the part in the movie where the scientist cuts off Jason's mask and then rips out his eye? Yeah. I would rather have that happen to me. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, that would be a reaction in the first five minutes of the first film. Oh, the first one's fine. Then you put the DVD back in. Actually, the first one is not that good. I, I haven't seen it in years. Maybe yeah. I'm misremembering. Dude, yeah. maybe you are because it's fine, but it's not like everyone's like, yeah, it's brilliant. It rips off Psycho. It rips off Carrie. It rips off. Uh, I can't remember the third one. So. Jason, the guy. 
Halloween. That was the third. Halloween. Oh, yeah, The Mask. Three of the greatest horror films of all time get ripped off directly. You know what? Another horror movie that does not stand the test of time is Nightmare on Elm Street. No, that movie fucking rules. Joe, it's it's the end. This is the end of the podcast. (laughs) Joe, Nightmare on Elm Street. I okay. I did not. uh, I did not see Nightmare on Elm Street until this year. Uh huh. The original. It sucks. No, it doesn't. Joe, you're so you're thinking of a few things that get a little bit out of control, but even those things aren't that bad. Like Ray has the accordion arms, but like yeah, that's exactly what I think. That's the, that's where your head's going. But Jeff, there's like two hours worth of movie around that that is fucking brilliant. Well, there's also like he like gets sliced up, like somebody gets like pulled up a wall and like sliced up, and they're like, "Huh, Jeff, that's a brilliant scene." That's like Kubrickian 2001 Space Odyssey technique that they used to make that happen. They like shot from the ceiling down onto a girl who like moved around on the walls and then like down. That's how they got that to look like she was being pulled onto the wall. Well, I mean, that's the techniques. That technique's fine. It, it does does it need to happen? You've got no case. <laughs> this is this is I'm like clenching my fist right now. Are you going to come over here and punch me? I'm going to punch my computer screen. That's the end of this. All right, all right. Let's stop talking about a really bad movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. What? All right, let's see. Nightmare on Elm Street is bad. Uh, Let's see. Uh, God, nobody's backing me up, Joe. (laughs) Go Go look at what it says on Rotten Tomatoes. Tell me how bad it is. Rotten... Uh, 6%. Is it? It's I don't 6%. Know, Joe. <laughs> Joe, is it? Yeah. More like 100% minus 6%. Joe, it's actually 94%. I actually just pulled it up. That's what I thought. That's ah, fine. It's Brilliant. fine. It is a classic. Brilliant. Joe, how does he pick his nose? Well, Jeff. How does he go to the bathroom? <laughs> Come on now. I mean... He's a fucking nightmare demon. Uh, have they tried not sleeping? I guess that's true. Stupid. Yeah. Have they tried Adderall? Yeah. Morons. Cocaine. Which Tell I know me. they tried to write the movie. Actually, that was based on a myth. But I don't want to t- derail the podcast. I know what it was based on. It was based on there was like... Uh, Asian kids that were like staying up for hours playing video games and then dying of sleep deprivation. No, they were scared to go to sleep. Oh, was that what there was a legend? They're like, yeah, they were like Vietnamese um, uh, refugees. And what they experienced, they had such bad PTSD that they like couldn't go to sleep because they'd have horrible nightmares and they eventually died. Of sleep deprivation. Yeah. So that's what it's based off of. I think it's a good movie. I love that movie. Do you love Jason X? I do. It's no Jason X, Jeff. I'm going to put that in the notes for this. I love that movie. Jeff, would you believe, this is before we go and leave this movie forever, would you believe that Jason X is not the worst Friday the 13th movie? Uh, yeah, I believe it. Would you believe it's not the worst three? Like the bottom three? Joe, there. how many of these are there? 10? 11? He goes to Manhattan, Jeff. <laughs> like the Muppets? He goes to Manhattan and he 
It's Jason in Manhattan is the name of the film. And they only spend the last 15 minutes running around Manhattan. The prior hour and 15, he's floating on a cruise ship, like on the side of it. (laughs) And then like hopping in and killing people and then floating back on the side of it. Joe, this movie looks really bad. It's one of the worst movies ever made. Why didn't we do this one? Because it's not an action movie. This was an action movie. Oh, this is just, it's just straight horror. Yeah. All right, fine. Okay, let's let's uh wrap this stop. puppy up. <laughs> yeah. So next week we will be back with an even worse movie. Uh Brawloween continues with Nightmare on Elm Street. Joe's so mad. But it'll be November. Joe's doing the why I oughta to me. Why I oughta. No, next month, next episode. North Vember, a month of Chuck Norris movies. It kicks off with Breaker Breaker from 1977. Breaker Breaker. Uh, you got to pay to watch it. I couldn't find anything for free on YouTube. Let me double check that. But it's four bucks to rent. And uh, hopefully it's worth it. Or else I'm going to get mad at Joe. For Breaker Breaker 1-9. The 1-9 stands for its Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> Joe, beautiful. Let's leave it on that. For Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you didn't like what you heard, just subscribe. We will be back next week once again with the first episode of Norris Vember. Breaker, breaker. And Joe, you look like you're very excited to say something. So thanks for listening. This sucks on so many levels. Fight song.